Powered from the Promo Scar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 85 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we take a look back at the year 2022. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12 Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Albano Bourbon Barrel Age, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars in Cuba, it's a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasran Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic, each representing the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And we want to welcome Tobacco or USA uh, to the Primetime Jukebox. Uh, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco or USA, great things are happening here. And finally by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, episode 85. Depending how you look at this, this is the uh, we're recording this New Year's Eve in the U.S. and New Year's Day in Australia. So mm. kicking off 2023 in style. Will Cooper, I am in the Perdomo Scar Studios and uh, joining me. Uh, he's back home uh, in Australia. The one and only Dave Burke. Hey, Coop, almost didn't make it. Almost got stuck. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, same with me, actually. I got out like just in time, but you had a more of an adventure. Oh, I got to thank American Airlines, man. They got you uh, out. Oh, places were getting canceled left and right. Delayed, canceled, delayed. They left on time. Bang, out. 
Good on job. Friday. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when when I got to see Dave in Minneapolis, it was um actually kind of balmy. It was in the thirties, like mm. in fact, and and it hit forty at one point. Um, but the day I left is when everything started to change in the upper Midwest. So there was a cold front coming in. There was a there was a major snowstorm that I think kind of missed the Minneapolis area. They got part of it, but then the cold weather came in. And then yeah, more snow came really in. Cold. And then you had more snow <laughs> came in. I think it snowed like six inches or so the, the night I got there. Wow. I think. Because everything went, every, a lot of the snows went south or north. Like I was following the weather on this closely, and yeah, you, I the, know you were south. You were south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think by the time I left, the problem with leaving was the wind. Yeah, the wind was it was the issue. But then the, all the snow and everything went down to Chicago. I think Chicago canceled like. 2,000 flights one day or something. It was just insane. Yeah, it, it's insane. And, you know, I've been wind has been a little bit of a discussion on some of the coop stuff lately because I've, I've been telling people that wind chill is fake. It's a fake measurement, right? It's not real. Mm -hmm. But wind with snow is another story, and, and, and it creates oh. very dangerous blizzard conditions. But wind chill is really just something the weather people use to glorify stuff. It, like, if it's minus 4 with 10 mile on winds and it's minus four, 30 mile on winds, your body will freeze the same way is what I, you know, so well, I, I'm just glad I got the heck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but, but yeah. Oh, but seeing everybody, that was great. Coming all together in person for a cigar. Yeah. yeah Dave, first of all, I really, I really want to thank you because I know you don't get to the U S much, right? It's you hadn't been here in three years, right? You made time, like which we really appreciate because we really wanted to see you. And we know you're pulled in a zillion directions. So uh thank you. And also I gotta really thank Matt and Garrett. Um oh, yeah, they, were, they were incredible hosts uh uh that day. So and all week for me when I say you know, and I really got to hang out with those guys. Um and so yeah, it was great time. I felt like I knew you for eight years already. You know, it was kind of cool <laughs> meeting you in person. Like we had yeah. never, Dave and I have never met in person, so now we can actually no. check that box, which is pretty cool. But there I felt like go. I knew you. You know, we, I I know we've known you since 2014, and I felt like I you know it was an old friend kind of catching up, and it was it was That's just right. great. It was just great. We smoked, and uh, you didn't get your fried chicken though. Like no, oh, it was fine. <laughs> but I did. I I got ample fried chicken. Um, I had a lot of Popeyes when I was uh, in America. Okay. Okay, so he got some fried chicken. I was like, he never get because we went to that restaurant, Matt, and they had oh, that place is great. But we ended, you and I ended up getting that uh that bratwurst patty sandwich. Oh, right? which was really good. Yeah. No, that was great. It was yeah. like this um, this like out of the way local bar or whatever. It was all amazing. I I didn't realize where we were geographically. We were only mm. about a mile from the Wisconsin border when we went to that place. Like Wisconsin, oh, really? Yeah, we were very far east in the state. Uh, okay. That's where we were. It seemed like it took forever to get there, so I'm not surprised. But, but no, yeah, the, I, uh, yeah, I, no, it was great. No, I thank you, Coop. Coop had to, like, pull some strings to get out there, make a trip out there to, to the to the Minneapolis. It's just, it's just great that everything, like, lined up and, like, came together. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun, um, you know. So definitely, you know, I had a lot of fun with with the whole trip, and uh, 
you know, I got to spend a couple, I spent a few more days up there with Matt and Garrett. I did their show. I think I was telling you before in the green room, we did How About That Cigar in this like speakeasy club mm. that was, it wasn't a basement. You were like in the catacombs of like Minneapolis. Like you could see it was built. You could see all the stone. It was like, there were like mm. sewer pipes. Like, although I was told they were all sealed off. Right. <laughs> but it, was, <laughs> it just had this really, you just felt like you were in this like underground, uh, you know, Kind of maybe with, I could see maybe Prince hanging out and writing some music down there. It was, there you go. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was it was great. And I got to smoke with Mary Tyler Moore, which was a big. Thing yes. Yeah. I saw uh, that on your I think it was it was Instagram or Facebook yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I drove out uh, Sunday and it was kind of a nice day. It, it, this was the warmest day we had. And uh, I got to I, I lit up and smoked. And what I liked is there weren't a lot of kids around. So, you know, you light yeah. up. The thing is kids are around, but it was still early enough where um, no one got to bother me. So I checked off a bucket list item. I wanted to smoke with Mary Tyler Moore, where she threw the hat <laughs> up in the air. Hey. Uh, yeah. Then I just like kind of wandered around Minneapolis for a while. You know, got the like, first Avenue and stuff. So it was it was it was cool. It's a it's a great city, Minneapolis. Mm. Oh, no, good. I'm glad you had the. uh Full Minneapolis experience. Yeah, thanks to Matt and Garrett, who uh, yeah. were a phenomenal host. Really, above and beyond they went. Yeah, I mean, they have families and lives, too. So um, they Matt actually let me do KMA radio from his house on Saturday morning before we met. Yeah. So, so uh, but again, thank I know you made a trip. You weren't, like, in our backyard. You had to make a significant drive as well. And uh, I know you're pulled a million directions. We appreciate it. So we want to make sure it was as easy for you as possible. Oh, we made it. We did it. I, I knew no, Matt. But... Yeah. Oh, what about I, Matt? I knew Matt was pulling out a special cigar, and I was like, I knew you had oh. to get back. And I'm like, I hope you like really. Want... I didn't know what the cigar was, right? But Matt was like telling me all week. He's, I, I got this. Like, so I was so glad you made it out to Sodi's where we we cracked open the Purple Rain cigars he had. So, oh, yeah, the Purple Rain cigar. That cigar was incredible. You can't get it. You can't get that. Oh. He like that cigar, like. They get a box and they go like, like retail don't only get like one box of them, and a lot of them just mm. keep it for themselves. So, and if you buy them, they're 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 not cheap. They're, they're you're talking like eighty eighty dollars probably you're gonna pay for that. So oh. at, at least so he wanted he won a box of those and uh, yeah he, yeah so he shared <laughs> so I can't <laughs> yeah hey thanks for that because it was a incredible cigar I don't think I've ever seen a cigar box. They had its own like leather bag or whatever that was. Yeah, this is Fuente. They do when they have their premium stuff, they go all out. Um, so yeah, it's uh that was like that packaging was incredible. I don't have the thing here to show, but if you go to the Cigar Coop Instagram page, uh, and I think you may have one on yours too, you you can see the pictures of that. Yeah, it's ama- incredible. It was amazing cigar. Like it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, like I said, it was a real, t- I had never had it before, so it was a big deal for me. And like I said, you can't get that cigar. Um, no. So, uh, and if you're going to get it, you're going to pay a premium for it. So that was a, a very unique treat as well. Um, but we loaded you up. Um, hopefully, yes. you, you, hopefully you don't have to get a second job. <laughs> but, uh, yes. No, <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, I don't have to get a second job. So that is, that is good. Yeah, yeah, we were. That's always like you know. It's funny because we loaded him up and then we took Dave into the humidor and he's like, eh, you know, I can't get any more stuff. It's, 
But, oh, uh, and the humidor was great. I mean, I got stuff that I smoked there. Yeah. But uh, no, it was great humidor. That. Um, but uh, no, both. I mean, it was it was too bad we went to the other place after hours so they could check out. Did you go to that place when it was open? Yeah, I did, and I think you would have really liked it because it had a lot of black label stuff at that place. Yeah, so that was the one thing I was like, yeah, because I did go there. I went there my first night there and met yeah, Matt, right. and uh, yeah, they had a lot of black label. They had the Oscar 10th anniversary cigars. Um, so yeah, that that you know that was a great humidor as well. Nice. Well, it was yeah. uh, it was a great time. Absolutely. Had and had by all, and I said, next time it's in spring. I'm coming in spring. Well, I, I would summer. I'm not. I'm not gonna dispute that <laughs> because, uh, it, like I said, I really when I saw the weather change again, I was watching. I'm able to watch like Nash, like Minneapolis news from here, and I was kind of curious. Mm. And when I saw it change, and like people were really, this was like some serious bad weather that came through the area. I was like. I lucked out. Like, if, if I would have met Dave a week later, it would have been a nightmare. I might not have even seen him. Yeah. Oh, I know. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, so someone was looking out for us, for sure. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the thing with traveling in winter. Like, staying over for Christmas is fun, but, like, the snow can kick up at any time, and then, like, any travel is just ruined. Yeah, and, and that area of the country, they it's not like they get the lake snows from Buffalo. They get these big systems that make their way, like, from the, you know, Montana, Dakotas area. They come in, mm. and uh, they just kind of get plastered when it happens. And there was a deep – that deep freeze was starting to – like, Surgeon was telling me, like, he had mm. minus 33 degrees Fahrenheit, I think, temperatures in Calgary. It would have been, Yeah. Yeah, he had some like brutally cold weather, and you know, some of that made it into the Minneapolis area. Mm. Yeah, I just, I'm just happy I got out of there, Coop. Yeah, touch and go, my friend. It was, uh, but it was good you got back. Uh, I don't know, like that's a long trip, man. I don't know how you do that. Oh, the seventeen hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. I mean, you know. It's the pain is more like the last one. The 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 real thing about it is you, you fly seventeen hours, you still got one more flight. So you're still rushing to get to that. You still got one more. That's the pain of it all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think I don't know if I mentioned, but when on my day job before I kind of switched roles, um, I was supposed to go to Perth. And oh God. when I was looking at the trip, the the Perth trip that they had. We, they were proposing I was going to have to fly to Los Angeles, fly to Sydney, and then fly to oh. Perth. And they were like, oh, Perth from like Sydney to Perth is, is almost like, like from New York to L.A. Yeah, yeah. It's like six hours or something. Yeah, it's a long flight. So and then things changed. I ended up taking a different role at my day job and, and I didn't have to go. But I, I, I would have found a way to go to Brisbane if that was the case. So, oh, we would have made it happen. But that is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like for a one-day meeting in Perth, too. They were going to actually fly me out there. <laughs> that because that is like because you got. I mean, that's just because you got to get to L.A. Yeah. Because how long a flight would that be for you? That would be like six hours, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's tough to get a direct flight to L.A. from Charlotte. That's very limited. So I might have actually had another stopover on top of that. Oh, yeah. That just sounds. Brutal. I have the last time I flew away, I got nonstop from here. So, but yeah, it's it's not easy to even get that. So. 
But yeah, but all up, my trips there and back were about the same, which is about 34, 35 hours with layovers and flight times. and. So that's good. That's good to hear. And everyone, you know, you're safe here, which is back home. Everything was on time, which was good for amazing. you. Good for you. But yeah, that was, it, uh... and because the air system really went crazy after that. Uh, like after you oh. left, they had the Christmas Day problems with um, some of the airlines. So well, yeah, they, they were shorthanded. Yeah. Well, I told Coop uh, before that I got wind. I got I watched the news that the storm was coming to Minneapolis. I'm like, I got to fly out. And I was in Milwaukee. And I had to get up there, drop my daughter off at uh, my sister-in-law's house in Rochester and get to M- Minneapolis for my flight. Right. So I rented a car on like a Monday afternoon. Rented it. Left Tuesday. Left uh, or no, got Tuesday afternoon. Left Wednesday morning at two thirty in the morning, and then just drove six hours, just gone. Wow! And wow. Uh, made and made it and yeah. made it out. Yep. Because then after that, too, coop like after the snow, because of the wind, the roads were terrible. Because snow was blowing all over the roads, they couldn't get it off. And yeah, yeah, it was. I saw it all on the Minneapolis news. Uh, which was which was amazing. Like like now, like I said wa- being able to watch local news. It's kind of a, from another city. It's kind of interesting to see the perspective. Uh, so, um, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. Got to see everybody. Made it. Um. Now I'm back. It's um ninety degrees. Quite a change. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I, I did get a few comments like people saying, how come we didn't do a show? And I, here's the answer to everybody who was asking me that Dave only had limited time. Right. And and if we would have been bogged down with a show, it just I don't think the quality of the visit would have been there. So we didn't no. I, I, I don't think it was ever in the cards to do it. Um, Not that I didn't want to do it, but, you know, I think it was much more relaxed how we did it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I basically had. Yeah. yeah. So I basically only had like a four hour window. Yeah. And you gave us more than a four hour window, by the way. So we appreciate that. That was oh, very, yeah. I was as long as the snow, it's like Coop. I'm like, as soon as that snow starts falling on the road, I am out. Yeah. Because I've been driven in snow in forever. Yeah. I mean, we had the, the Saturday night, it was a little, it got a little icy at night because it thawed during the day and yeah. it created some black ice. Now, I got to be honest, I haven't driven in black ice in a long time. I was telling Dave, and I was mm. a little skittish myself that night getting home. So we made it. Made yeah. it happen. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email, you can email cigarjukebox at gmail dot com. Yes, definitely. Uh, we got big stuff, Coop. We have a lot of shows site. in the backlog. We're going to be doing. Uh, we haven't done some. Obviously, we we took a break with the shows with Dave in the U.S. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna be cranking it out. I mean, uh, the top fifty is done. Top yes. fifty of twenty twenty two is done and up. Um, so, uh, we're going to do, um, we're going to talk about my top five today. Yep. Um, and then we're going to do the oops. I'm going to, I'm doing the oops set series again. For those that don't know the oops series, these are songs I either forgot about or didn't hear because you can't hear everything. And I go through all the year end lists of pitchfork and NPR music and all that sort of stuff. And they recommend stuff, and I have a list and go, oh, that would have made the list if I would have heard that. 
And uh, so I do another 50 of the Oops series. Oops, I missed you. <laughs> and so the the Oops series will start probably today. Uh, when people are hearing this, probably the first entry will be up, and that's another 50. Um, to have 100 songs, Coop, from 2022 to listen to. It was a, you know, and I'm going to talk about this a little more. It was a really good year for new music. It was an amazing year. Even from my perspective. I guessed four of your five artists in the top five. There was one oh, I probably missed. did. There was one I missed. So I probably uh, did. Top five usually. So to let people go behind the curtain, the top 50 I'm putting together all year. So I do the reviews and the new music on here. And I start a list like I'll start a list today. Right. And then I keep adding songs and taking them off and taking off because it's just too hard to do it all like at once. And then during the year, I'll start, I'll, I'll move them around the top 10. Usually, like, the top seven is pretty set. Except for there might be one blockbuster release that comes out that makes it in. But usually, it's pretty set by, like, October, you know, September, maybe even earlier than that. But this year, Coop, the top five, the top 10 was moving all over the place all year. I, I could see it being very close for you. Um with it i i definitely see it close for you um, um and, it was crazy yeah yeah like i said um the only one i missed on your list and i'll you know i won't blow it but it was number three that was the one i didn't get i but i oh. wasn't a song i only went with artists in this case because i didn't know which song you were gonna pick so i figured the yeah. I, I got four of the five artists right oh yeah well yeah, i mean it's pretty yeah it's pretty easy if you listen to the show yeah um but like to get, to give an example, like I think mid year my number five song was my number one. Oh, uh, and that got I could see that, that. Got bumped all the way down to five. Yeah, and and I could see that. But you had a, you had some artists come in who you were big fans of that did some quality work, and I think that's the important thing to know. They yeah, did some I mean, quality work on that. And we'll talk about the top ten, like in general. Yeah, I think and do some comparisons and stuff. Um. And then the dedication show. So usually the dedication show is in March and we start talking about it and getting dedications kind of around the end of January and February. Yeah. So we'll start talking dedication show probably the next episode or so. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, You know, uh, so yeah, we, it, it comes fast, guys. So yeah, we you know, get that. In, mm. We had to delay it last year for a few reasons. That was on my end with my dad passing, but we got it. Mm. We still got it in, but I think we'll get it back to the normal time we get it, which is which is in March. Mm. So I just want to give a heads up because I know people. It's usually one of our most downloaded shows. Yeah, it so was... I know people are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. By the way, our Christmas show, thanks to everybody, really did well downloads. So uh, our Christmas music show did really well. Oh, Merry so, Christmas, everybody! Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks to everybody with that as well. You know what, Coop? Uh, and we could save this for another discussion. I'm just kind of going all over the place because we haven't had a show in so long together. That's okay. But uh, there was no like big Christmas song this year. No, there, like, there wasn't one. No, there wasn't. Cause I, even the one I liked, the Blondie one, I think was again it was a couple years old. I think so. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't a new, and I was a little surprised. I mean, there was some new Christmas albums that came out, but there's no big track. I mean, usually there's a track. Yeah, I mean, there was not one that I would say captured, um, mm. captured, you know, what I would say, 
you know, just kind of became the Christmas song. Um, no. I guess as much as everyone will will crap on Wham and Mariah Carey, you, you can't argue that those songs are, are, are impactful. Mariah Carey went number one again. Yeah. Went, went number one over Christmas. Uh, despite the fact everyone hates that song. Yeah. But, uh, I love that. I adore that I, song. I think it's a great oh. song. I think it's a great that, song, too. I just can't imagine being Mariah Carey and then getting around to, like, November, and you just start like rubbing your hands together, like here it comes. Yeah, those, ro- those royalty checks. Yep, yep, and uh, I I agree with you on that one for sure. Um, I mean, her I, and and Buble, his his uh, uh beginning what was it beginning to look about like Christmas. It's just like they're amazing. Yeah, no, I I I I agree. Um. You know the one, the yeah. You know, I was talking about Josh Stone. That was the Christmas album I really thought. Yeah. But but Josh Stone's album, I'm going to be honest with you, did not hook on to anybody. But no. maybe me, you know, it me, you know. I was uh, just there's there was no big pop Christmas song. No, I guess. Neil Diamond had a few Christmas albums. He did another one, you know. So it was like, yeah, um, it there wasn't. It was it was kind of um, yeah. I mean, I think it's like every once every few years there's one yeah. that kind of comes out but we haven't had one uh you know really for a while which is which is disappointing yeah but you know yeah. um but a great year for music though yeah. but we'll talk all that stuff we'll get some music news now coop you got you got some big ones yeah yeah and i'll try to go through these fast i won't like dwell on them but all right so if you're a journey fan Things are just falling apart with the band journey right now. Okay. Um, and my 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 quote on here in our notes is can Neil Sean get along with anybody? Is the question, right? He constantly <laughs> is having he's constantly having rips with this band. This has been a talented guy, but he can't get along with anybody, right? So just so you know what's been happening in the last couple of years, first of all, you may or may not know that Neil Sean and John Kane fired two longtime Journey members Steve Smith and Lars Valerie, who were the drummer and bass player, respectively. Um, but then things started heating up. As no, as you know, Steve Perry was kicked out of the band by by Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane, mm-hmm. uh, and he filed a lawsuit uh, against those guys for trademarks. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. So that was in September. Then mm. Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane, who've always kind of been joined at the hip, like, like they're the ones who like force you know they Perry out, they force Smith and Valerie out. They hit some tension where uh, Sean accuses John Kane of refusing to give him access to the, uh, to the American Express card for the group. Because practically, John, uh, Neil Sean is the like owner of the group, I guess. So, yeah, from a business right. standpoint. And right. then Neil Sean goes a step further and he says he files a cease and desist against Jonathan Kane to prevent him from uh, performing the hit. Don't stop believing it. Trump's Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, I mean, it's a mess with Journey right now. And they're on their oh. 50th anniversary coming up. This is an absolute mess with Journey right now. I mean, here's the oh, answer. Yeah. Neil Sean needs to go away and let these other guys just get <laughs> back. I, I hate to say it. He's he's replaceable. He's a very good guitar player, but he's replaceable, in my opinion. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> What a mess! What a mess! It's like oh, a complete dismantling God. of the band right now, and and this is and I don't think this is going to get resolved anytime soon. So I don't know. No, what it is. doesn't sound like it. No, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to put? Is Neil Sean going to put another band together for the fiftieth anniversary? <laughs> He's oh. kicked every. So 
if you if you like remember the album Escape, the lineup mm. of that album Escape was Smith, Valerie, Perry, Sean, and Kane. He's kicked everyone in out of the group right now, pretty much. Reminds me of um, you get those groups sometimes where it's like you only have like what one original member or whatever, and all the rest are just sort of yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. like the you know the the journey experience or whatever. Yep, yep, exactly. I mean, they have the kid from the Philippines. He's very good, right? But I mean, he's not yeah. Steve Perry. He's still no. not Steve Perry. Yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. So, journey fans, sorry. Yeah. Now you uh, you have a you're talking about the Kennedy Center. I have I I know I saw who like got honored, but I didn't see the thing. It was terrible. Like it was ter- it was terrible. Oh, All right. Geez. So it it was terrible, okay? Um part of it was CBS just did a little bit of a half-assed production and and they cut mm. some of the songs out that were done, right? Part of it was the production itself of the, like you know, you so the nominees who got in were U2, Amy Grant, Gladys Knight, uh George Clooney because they they do non-music people and there was one other yeah. person who was I, she was like a conductor. So, oh, okay. So, great to see Joe Biden there. By the way, President, right? It's really the, the Trump. Shame on Trump for never going to, to this, right? This right. is. Yes. But Joe Biden was there. He honored the you know. Say we want about Joe Biden. Put this aside, right? Although you two had to get political, they got a little political. Well, well yeah. Well, that's his thing, right? So, Biden's all right. Thing anyway. But here's the problem, okay? If a lot of people, the Kennedy Center honors, what what, what folks don't know about this, this is a, an honor uh, that comes from the White House. And typically what happens is they have this big night in December where uh, they honor the artists. And usually there's uh, artists that they, they bring in other artists to pay tribute to them. And they perform that mm-hmm. artist's song. And probably mm-hmm. the most famous one that people will remember is when Hart performed Stairway to Heaven for Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of those incredible music moments in music history. They they had one with Sting, uh, Message in a Bottle. Like Sting was being honored. And Bruno Mars does this performance of Message in a Bottle, which is incredible right there was nothing mm, yep. nothing compelling this year and the thing is I'll, I'll go to you too these are the songs they picked for you too eddie vetter does elevation in one and then they have the ensemble do walk on now i'm sorry those are the three best you two songs you could pick and, and note that's the artist you kind of pick i mean I'm, i got nothing is eddie vetter they could have done better how do you, how do you not have some of the yeah. Joshua Tree stuff? How do you not have um, Unforgettable Fire? Um, Amy Grant was I, I like the Amy Grant stuff probably the best of the night. They did some of her Christian stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Cheryl Crow tried to do Baby Baby, and and I'm a Cheryl Crow fan. That was a mess too. It, 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 the whole thing was lackluster for me. Yeah, I mean, I think back to a more recent one. Is during the uh, Obama, I think it was I think it was this. Can't remember if it's first or second, but um, I just looked it up. 2015. Uh, it was a, when Aretha Franklin performed uh, the for Carol King. Yeah, yeah, that's and that went we, viral. Like that was everywhere. Yeah, I, and it, it's it's a really special moment. I think to see. And, mm. and I always like watching the the artist's face. When the performances were going on, and you can see, mm. like, you can see if they're getting into it or not. And I, I don't think we got a lot of that from this one, unfortunately. Uh, I have to watch it a little more closely. But they, they cut some songs out as well. 
Um, mm. Yeah, but that was a see. That's another one. That was a like a very memorable moment that you have of this. So it, it just to me, I I don't know. This was just not one of the better ones this year. I'm not the the honorees. Mm. I'm fine with who got in. Oh, this other thing with you too. They they bring in Sasha Baron Cohen to do comedy. I, what was this about? I didn't. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that. Like, what was this about? No. Who knows? Oh, it was. That's uh, too bad that it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, the Gladys Knight stuff was pretty good too. Um, but mm. I didn't really love the artists they picked. Uh, mm. you know, and it a lot of people they know they had they they did. I heard it through the grapevine, and that's what Friends of Four, which are Gladys Knight songs, people don't realize. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, uh, Garth Brooks did Midnight Chain of George. He just didn't. He just. Oh. I would have loved to see Beyonce do that song. Uh, anyone I, really? I mean, let's get Garth Brooks. But yeah, oh. what are you doing, uh, Kenny? Uh, uh, you know, and Joe was Joe. but President Biden was okay. Um, but mm. I always, I'm not trying to get political. Obama was always into it. Like Obama, President Obama yeah. would be jamming, he'd be singing He's along. Singing, yeah, and yeah. You know, it was like he really. I, I get me to say Joe's thing, but. <laughs> President oh, Biden, excuse man. me, but yeah, it was so. And, and Trump never went, which shame on him. I mean, that's a disgrace that he didn't go. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you put that stuff aside. You really you put this stuff aside. Um, and because this is, I think, a big night for American music. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, I mean, and they yeah. don't do it live because it's too long. They don't do it live, so they always yeah. they record it the first week of December, and then you get this like packaged version. Right after Christmas, and they always cut stuff out of it, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, but 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 we uh, hopefully, well, next was, yeah. hopefully next year they get better. Hopefully next year they get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, some deaths, unfortunately. Uh, did we talk about Christine McVie? She died a right little after bit. The, she died. I thought. Well, I think she died right when the show happened. The last show. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah, uh, and I know we're gonna be doing our tribute show. Mm-hmm. But that was a big that was a big um loss. Mm. I mean, it really people felt that in the music business. Oh yeah, I mean, she was kind of the core of that band. I mean, then like Stevie Nicks comes around, but there are some definite fans are uh, more of the Christine McVie kind of era. Yeah, than the she had Stevie left Nicks the, era. She had left and came back too, so she was yeah. gone for about fourteen years, I want to say, and then came back in the mid. Last decade, like 2012-ish, I forget. Um, there's another band. What What's the future of Fleetwood Mac right now? Lindsey Buckingham has been kicked out. Christine McVie's yep. gone. You have Stevie, yep. and that's it. Uh, yeah. What's Mick Fleetwood doing? Just hanging out at his hotel or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I know they brought Mike Campbell in from the Heartbreakers, right? But but I don't think he's gonna fill the voids of Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie. No. no. So. No. I don't know yeah. where they go from there. Yeah. Um, another band. So this is uh death of Terry Hall. Yep. Uh, who is the lead singer of the Specials? And if you if you remember, we did that show with Dojo a while yeah. ago. We talked about ska and the two tone sound coming up in England at the time, and the Specials was sort of like a key to that two tone sound. Yeah, and he was a key figure, and he he died like a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, Eric was pretty shaken up by it. Uh, it was, I know uh, Terry Hall is one of his favorites. Well, I think he was only like sixty three or something. Yeah, like, he wasn't that old. He wasn't that old at all. Um, but yeah, he passed away. 
Yeah. Um, um, but the specials were like a key band with that sort of stuff. I mean, the songs that I sort of thought of were A Message to You, Rudy, is one of the ones that I know. And then yeah. the Ghost Town, I think, is one of the more popular ones because it was in a couple movies and stuff. But they're a key player in that two-tone sort of British ska sound. Uh, and I don't know, like, I don't know um, how often the specials were doing anything um, at the time of his death or anything, but, um, but yeah, that kind of, that kind of, that was very surprising. Kind of came out of. Yeah, of it nowhere. did. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming at all. No, I didn't, I did not either, but, um, but yeah, like Coop said, we have, we'll have the memorial show later when we kind of. Um, go through everything, and we'll talk yep. about people in more detail. But it was a big, it was a big, uh, a big, a lot of huge artists like passing away this year. Yeah, I mean, you had Meatloaf going. Um, you know, you know, there was just a lot that 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 happened this year. It wasn't quite like two years ago when it was, uh, but but there was still more than last year, I could say. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I know like there's a whole bunch that I'm probably at the top of my head, you know not uh processing right now but yeah it was i mean um i know during the height of covid i think there were some um big name people like we had john prine then yeah um and there was a lot of sort of big name people that sort of the height of covid i think yeah years ago yeah like eddie van halen went that year but it wasn't covid related it was cancer related no um yeah so that was in last year was charlie watts was was mm -hmm. uh yes um, and this year too, Coop, I just looked up was uh, Loretta Lynn. That's a big one. That which was a big, is a big country, very big one. Yeah, big country very big star. One. Yeah, very big one. Um, you know, uh, name we judge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was another one. So. So. Uh, I feel like we're leaving so a very big one out. Yeah, but there was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean to let people know what we'll, we'll do is we have sort of like an in memoriam show. Yep. Yep. So that would probably so be celebrate out. all these people. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Oh, Dave, I want to mention one more story here. We we skipped this one. The Bob Dylan story. Oh, I saw. I I heard that. What, okay. When I heard that, that's crazy. Yeah. So this happened right around Thanksgiving, right? Um, yeah. So if folks don't know, Bob Dylan uh did a book. Uh, it's called The Philosophy of the Modern Song, right? And uh, basically, it was being sold uh, with hand signed, hands. Hand, it was supposed to be sold hand signed uh, by Bob Dylan himself, and it was selling for like five hundred and ninety nine dollars, right? Well, something leaked out, and it turned out that Bob Dylan did not sign the books. Oops! <laughs> and they went to a machine and signed them, right? So Bob Dylan issued an apology, uh, and I guess they are refunding money. But what a mess! I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i you know part of me actually believes that bob dylan was that naive i, I know it sounds it just sounds unbelievable i actually believe he was that naive on this well didn't the publisher argue like well the signature is his hand signed it's right just, it was uh, a, signature. a stamp of it they, yeah right that's what they did and it, well, yeah and, bob dylan, and the bob dylan no. he when it got out he stopped he didn't make any excuses he stopped it but yeah you can't say that. You can't be like, well, it's a stamp, but it's a stamp of a hand signature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, 
So yeah, yeah, that, I heard. I heard yeah. that. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. Oh man, that's so crazy. Yeah, because they were um, they were selling for quite a bit. I think no, five hundred ninety nine dollars. They weren't cheap. That's... Yeah, <laughs> just... I mean you can't. <laughs> That's just insane. Did 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 Bob Dylan not understand a hand sign meant like you have any? You act like you get a pen and sign them. Yeah, you have to sign it. You know, I I've seen like they do this a lot in the cigar industry, right? And I've seen mm. like Manuel. They've and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll, they'll put videos up, right? Of, like they did one Manuel Casada signing boxes. They did one with Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. signing boxes. Like, um, like would anyone did they show Bob Dylan signing a box? You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the best part of it is like, just, it's just, it's just insane. Just, the, yeah. It's just like, because the other thing is like, a group of people had to like okay that. So someone had to be like, you know, I have an idea. It would be a lot easier if we said it's hand sign and just stamped it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to plug your uh, Coop's got yeah year end cigar posts coming up, both the video and audio. You want to plug that Coop? Yeah, so you'll be seeing um the like I'm doing daily uh almost daily um updates of the list. So if you're listening to this live on Monday, January second, uh we are heading to number eight on the list with number one getting unveiled on January 9th. Oh. So uh, what we will be doing on Jukebox is we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to focus a little more on music, right? But we, we will have some sort of a panel coming in to talk about the cigar year in more depth. Uh, part of why we have put some of it off is, you know, Aaron's a part of our team on developing pallets. And they're they're not going to be wrapped up with their year-end stuff till the end of the month. And we just right. what happens is in past years, we, we end up talking about this stuff and then it hurts our show at the end. So we want to yeah. give we want to give Aaron a chance to finish his as well as mine, and then we will have everyone on a jukebox show, uh, rest assured. So th- we will do that, Dave. So Dave, you are understanding on that, and I appreciate that as well. That's fine. Yep, yep. So, uh, but yeah, we had that, and then you know the big contra- the dojo list is coming out, the bear list is coming out. Oh, it's just list, list, list. Um, uh, yeah, the scarfish Channel list is out already. Um, and. They uh, the a Cuban got number one. I didn't, th- you know, people bash that list. I didn't think it was a terrible list. I didn't, I don't think it was one of the better lists either. But I didn't think it was a terrible what? list either. Was uh, did 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 some form of the Oliva V make the uh, top five? Yep, the Churchill Melanio Churchill. <laughs> it always makes it. God, it, I think an Oliva V has been on. I'm gonna smoke their one on top tonight, ten yeah. the last like decade it always is the v like like yeah. uh and they had a new brand this year cuba aliados um but that mm. and it got 94 during the year but it didn't make didn't make it they went right back to the oliva v on that god they love the oliva they v. love that oliva v i mean i think that's got to be it's got to be the cigars landed the most on a list oh like, it have to be i mean oliva yeah, uh, almost every year too oh yeah and if it's not that, it's a Melanio. So it's either this was the regular V. It's either the regular mm, V or the Melanio. It, or it, the Melanio. Yeah. Great cigars, by the way. And I'm gonna be smoking a variation yeah, of Melanio but they tonight. Make it every but yeah. Year. Every year. I think there's a point where you have to retire the line. I do. I think uh I, yes. I don't have a problem with older cigars getting in there, but then you gotta retire it because now it's just getting now it's just getting ridiculous. 
Oh yeah. Oh, you give it like yeah. a, a Mitrius status and hey, this is like a Mitrius made the list five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't need to make the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, put it in a Hall of Fame or something like that, you know. That would be my idea with that. Um, but that's yeah, that's what it was. But um there was I don't want to say the big surprise, Dave, I think that everyone took away was Nick Melillo missing that list with the Olmac, which is a cigar. Mm. I, I don't know if you've had the Olmac yet, but that's a cigar I, I, that did well with them and a lot of people like it. I didn't. I haven't smoked it. I have it in my humidor. I haven't smoked it yet, though. It scored really well with Aficionado. It, it's probably going to be one of the top cigars on the consensus. It won't make the coupe list because it was two, at least two eight in a year, but it will be probably uh -oh. next year be a factor. It's a great cigar. It's a great cigar, yeah. Mm. So that was probably the one that people said. Uh, the other one was AJ Fernandez uh, missing the list. Um not missing, okay. missing the top ten. He missed. He missed the list. He, he didn't. Let me first, let me correct again. The an AJ, the AJ Fernandez New World Dorado, which is an AJ Fernandez brand cigar from his company, mm. missed the top ten. He had a top right. ten with Romeo and Julieta, so he did have a top right. ten in there. Yeah. Didn't uh, did Espinosa make the top twenty five? They made the top twenty three with Knuckle Sandwich. Yes. Yeah. So you know. We get so it's funny. I gave the uh Lace Safe Provincia number twenty two. Uh mm -hmm. but you know, Hector promoted ours, but everyone else at Espinosa promoted the Scarfichinato one, so Ah <laughs> So uh but Hector Hector came through for us. So uh Yeah, because I read that. It was like they've been on the they made the coop list, like Yeah. But you know, in, last... in all seriousness with Hector great for him he made the list and by the way he's had a he's had several cigars make this list now over the years as a blender and and you know what um there's some folks who don't even ever make the list so it was no. really a good joke okay, we, we were all congratulating hector when we had him when we did the recap show for ca mm. so you know good for hector on that one uh good job by him on that and, and knuckle sandwich they picked habano and most people like a uh, split between a habano like and maduro, maduro. Yeah, like Ben and Bear, no, Ben and Nielsen like the Habano, and I like the Maduro. Okay, I like the Maduro. Yeah. I like the Maduro better. Yeah, I picked up. I you know what I picked I up. I haven't had that. Go ahead. Oh, what'd you pick up? In in when we were up at the store, um, Stogies, I picked up the Chef's Special. Which See, now I haven't had that one. Yeah, I picked that up there. I um I had it at the show. It's really good. All right. Yep. Aren't they making a Connecticut of that? I read. Yes, yes they are. That, that's uh, hit the news like right before Christmas. So yep, wow. that they're making a Connecticut. Line must be doing well then if they're ready to. I, I think it's doing really well for them. I mean, it's from everything I've heard. They're 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 they had a large production made, and they're going through that large production. So good job by them. Mm. Yeah. What are you smoking, Coop? Speaking of lists and things. <laughs> well, the guy. <laughs> I picked it. You're a cigar me. aficionado, man. Uh, okay, so. I picked an Oliva V Melania, okay, but I don't know if I could. This is this is always tricky with the camera. You can kind but... of see the footer. What? The... Okay, let me see if I can get this back again. Uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this is a Melania they did for JR Cigars' 50th anniversary. Now, what's different about this Melania? Melania is a box press line. This is a rounded mm. one, and I think they've done a rounded one for Europe, but they hadn't done one for the U.S. So, uh, this is a very good cigar. I've had it. Um. But uh, in fact, I think the Milano does very well in the round format. So uh, before we, I didn't know we were going to talk about Oliva tonight, but uh, I had picked this one. Yeah. Ah. yeah. So I'm going to fire. I, uh, 
I got a cigar because it's a special show. I got a cigar that Coop gave me out of the out of his uh, his humidor deep dive. I hope it smokes good. I got the the Davidoff. It was in there a long edition. time. Yeah, I hope it smokes good. Well, we'll see. I'm sure it will. I mean, I had I had it when it first came out. That's the 16 I think I gave you. Is that the Perfecto or the Toro? It looks like a Toro, yeah. Yeah, so I gave you this. That's a 16, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I had this when it first came out, and it was amazing. I hope it smokes amazing. So we'll see how we go. It's been whenever something my humidor. Worried? Well, it's um, you know, it's been in there secure. Are you like, so are you like what? What's this? I said, let me give it to him. The worst case is, I warn him, it may smoke like crap. But, but uh, that's a great blend. So, mm. so we'll see. It's but it's got that's got some serious age on that cigar though. I did. In fairness, I did smoke one, Dave. Um. And, when I got back and, and I thought it was fine, but it is, it's, it's a little, you'll tell it's aged, but, but uh, hopefully the trip to Australia didn't wreck it. No, I mean, just right off the bat, it's got a bit of a spice kick to it. It still has that sort of like, and we were, Coop and I were talking about this with the um, purple rain that we had. It still has that bit of much soury, mushroomy. Yeah. Yeah. Type taste to it. So yeah, that's exactly so what far, I was so good. Yeah. I was I was worried it would just be like uh, what I call drained cedar with drained flavor, where the <laughs> cedar flavors get all drained and there's like nothing left, <laughs> but there's like faint note. And I, sometimes that happens to me with an aged cigar. That's good. It yeah. is really good. Good, good. Mm, mm, so mm. Uh, so we got that. Mm. Uh, we got through everything this week. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. Uh, speaking of through through everything, let's get through the year, Coop. Yeah, in music uh, here, we are gonna do a little cigar tonight because we have a, we do have a, we're gonna do now or never. So yeah, so that but will never that is that is music. a Dave that's a Dave trademark that's a Dave trademark. So we'll always do it. yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I got I know we're gonna have some fire tonight with those. Let me tell you. Who um, speaking of fire, so what for you were like a couple of the bigger music stories this year for you? Yeah, so I have a couple of of, of generals, and then I have a couple of specifics, right? So. From a general standpoint, I think this year we saw all this creative energy that was kind of maybe festering during the lockdown. We started seeing that music come out this year. So, and in particular, I think yeah. it was across all artists, young and old. Um, the one thing I'm noticing, Dave, and this is something I really want to keep an eye on. It seems like there's less bands these days and more solo artists forming. Right? Mm. And I think... And not that there's no bands, but it seems like there's less of them. And honestly, I, I think this has got to be because of in the schools, you aren't learning how to play instruments anymore in the States. Like a lot of music programs mm-hmm. are getting cut, right? I mean, my kids never learned how to play an instrument in, in, in school. I mean, we had we had instruments all the time in, in, in uh, school when I was growing up. So I think unfortunately we're see- seeing some of that right now. So, you know, I think that's given away to like, the Billie Eilish's and stuff like that, where it's a little mm. more vocal focus. So, but on the other hand, don't, you know, you still need music training to be a vocalist. So, yeah, but, but I, I, I've been starting to see that a little more uh, from a specific standpoint, the return of tears for fears, which really started last year. The album was, was for me a highlight of the year to come back the way they did to go. Number one, after like uh, almost 40 years, 
That's a big deal. Mm. Uh, and honestly, I think that moment, Dolly Parton at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, I think was mm-hmm. the musical highlight of the year for me. Uh, again, you didn't have that at the Kennedy Center, but but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame delivered a great show. And then, like I said, we, we'll talk about the big losses another time for the Immemorium show. But, you know, we talked about some of that already. So, But those are my those are kind of the things I, I saw this year happen from an observation standpoint. Mm, no, I just just as you were talking to I you had a good point about the bands. I only have one band in the top 10. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah. Now, it gets a bit tricky. I guess hip hop group, you can count as a band per se. Um. But I mean, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about one later. Band. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, I know it's big year for house and disco. Very disco good. making a comeback, Coop. Um, disco seems to had... make a comeback every like fifteen years or so. But yeah, yeah. So we had Beyonce, Lizzo, Pink, uh, and Drake all encompassing or or all using house and disco in some way yep. in their new records. Yeah, and I think that uh, house um, music yeah. thing is because of the DJ, a lot of the DJs get more involved with production these days. I yeah, have to do yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Huge release year, I have to say. And looking at the list, um, I mean, like I said, this is probably the, one of the biggest release years in the past ten years. I would think it was an impressive I mean, year for me. It was one. a, it was a very impressive year. Like normally, you know me, I kind of go back to my tried and true artists when I was putting together our songs. This year, not the case. There was a lot of new music artists that I really kind of said they did some good stuff this year. So it was huge, a very good year. Huge yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, but especially I think for hip hop and women artists had had a great year this year. Um, like just looking at my at my top ten, we got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. Seven out of the top ten are all women artists. That yeah, that didn't surprise me. I and I, I guess the four you would have in the top five. The four to women yeah. I get. Yeah. But it was a huge year, and I think what helped too is like all the all the like headline women artists put out records. So like Lizzo put out a record. Yeah. Taylor Swift put out a record. Beyonce put out a record. Rihanna put out singles. Like these yeah. are the top selling women artists of all time. Yeah. And they're yeah. all putting out records. So I mean, like Pink put out a record for the first time in like forever. I like Pink. And so um and so yeah, and, and she's a huge name. So you had a lot of huge names putting out records as well, which I think helped. Um yeah. now, I got a Tears for Fears disclaimer for you, Coop. Uh, Tears for Fears did not make this this year's list for me because they made last year's list for last year. Yeah, they so and what, what they did, I get that because they released they kind of released a lot of singles last year on that. They did a uh, what I like to call they pulled a Coldplay. There's one Grammy time where Coldplay, I think it was either X or Y or Rush of Blood to the Head, they put out a single like a lead single. Clocks, I think it was Clocks. Clocks, yeah. They put out a they put out a single, and it was up for the Grammy one year, and then they and then they put out the albums. Then the album was up the next year, and then they remixed the single, and the single was up again, right? Like the third year. Yeah, I've seen a few artists do that. I remember Paul Simon did it with the Graceland album too. He so got like back I was to like, back. Yeah. yeah, you too actually did it. I think as well with the uh, 
all that you can't leave behind. I think they did the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I said no to you. Tears for fears. You're not. They did have one. Point... They, they did have one song. They did have one song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had great songs. Don't get me wrong. But tipping yeah. point last year was high on the list. So this year I said no to you. Uh Tears for Fears because you uh you did last year. I mean, in looking comparing last year's uh list to this year's list, I'd have to say last year's top ten had way more like newer bands, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh like not a lot of huge names. There's some huge names. Like you had your Lord and you had she made the top ten. You had um that Rolling Stones reissue made the top made which was just amazing. Yeah. One of the best yeah. rock songs ever. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, Taylor Swift has made the the top five two years in a row. Um, well, so that, that, uh, yeah, that, and I, and I, uh, I, uh, I know an artist is going to, who's made the top five this year is probably going to make the top five next year. I could guess who that is too, <laughs> but we will leave it for that. But yeah, yeah. So just some interesting things to look at. Um, there were more bands, to your point, that made the top 10 last year than this year. It seemed like uh, and this year, year the top yeah. 10, top 10 was da- was dominated by all the big hitting names. Yeah. Like, it was all big names. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, but so what we decided to do is we're going to do some songs first, just our favorite tracks. And then a couple of a uh, couple of ancillary things. Yeah, but uh, so I'm not going to do like my top. I'm going to do a top five, but I'm going to pick around other tracks that made the list. Um, My first track here, Coop, is by an Australian punk band. Yes, I saw this one. Named The Chats, and they almost made the top ten. Great year for Australian music this year, I have to say. Lots of great Australian music coming out. Yeah. Um. And it's a punk band. It's very throwback to like 80s and 90s. That sort of style. Um, the track I picked was six liter GTR, which is a car. Yep. It's like a Mazda or something. And they just sing about cars and like having smoke breaks. And one of their songs is about how they're upset because the price of cigarettes has gone up and like stuff like that. Um. Just if you love that sort of uh, late '80s, early '90s punk, where it was more about working class. I mean, very, very Black Flag like, yeah. I guess, in that sense. If you love that kind of thing, this band uh, is definitely for you. So, the Chats, Six Liter GTR was a good pick. I thought it was a good pick, Dave. Was a pick. Solid pick. It didn't yeah. make the t- didn't make the top ten. It was close, but one of the where, one where, of the standout songs. Where did, but it landed on your list, right? Yeah, it was on the list. Yeah. 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 I thought I saw it there. That's why. Now, your first song made my list last year. Well, okay. So. <laughs> or you're doing albums. Okay. So, yes and no. Like, so I just picked the whole album at the tipping point, right? Yeah. <laughs> because oh. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, it was hard to pick one, but if I'm going to pick a song, I'll pick Break the Man, uh, yep. which was released in 2022. Um, it is great record. It's a great. And, and here's the thing that's interesting about uh, Break the Man. It's the first single that the Tears for Fear has released that Roland Orzabal, uh does not have writing credit on. Uh, it, was oh. by, it was written by Kurt Smith and a guy by the name of Charlton Pettis. Now, Charlton Pettis is the guy that Kurt Smith worked with when um, 
him and Roland were fighting in the 90s. And then when they got back together, he, uh, Charlton Pettis came in as a collaborator. Um, he does um, production, writing, and uh, he plays some, some studio uh, stuff as well for them. But, uh, but yeah, this is a Break the Man. Uh, David, it's a song right up your alley. It's an anti-patriarchy song. Yes. So, so I think you'd really yes, like that's it. That's right. Uh, but it's a great song. Um, so I, I'll pick Break the Man. But honestly, the whole album this year was a whole experience for me. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, they, you know, I'd even recommend getting the, uh, the deluxe version because you get three extra mm. tracks on it as well. But, uh, it was, yeah. And it's no secret. It's going to be at the top of my album list this year. I mean, there's no oh, way to, but it, it also was big. <laughs> because Tears Fist hit number one with the album, which they've never done that before. Well, that, that, that leads me to my question, Coop, because it's a tremendous album that got a huge response. Yeah. I mean, I think if you sit those guys down, and, and they and you know they had you had the lasso of the Wonder Woman's lasso of truth around them. Yeah, I think they would say it probably did a lot better than they even thought it was going to do. Yeah. Um, I... Do they do a follow up? Do they do a quick follow up to try and ride the wave, or what do you think? They never do a quick follow. The Roland. Mm. The only time I seen Roland do it was without Kurt in like '93 and '95. Mm. He did a two year gap between Elemental and Kings Roland and the Kings of Spain. They normally don't release a lot of albums. Uh, they've only done seven mm. albums, um, and this was their first album since two thousand four. Now, I think they should yes. capitalize on it, right? They did. I, I would wait a year, but mm. they promoted this very well. This album, they they worked social media, they they were releasing singles, they were getting the airplay, they did all the right things with it. So um, the problem was the tour was postponed because Kurt Smith had a, I think he had a shoulder injury. So they had mm. to postpone the tour. So they really haven't had a chance to support that album with the tour yet. So that's why I don't think we'll see an album in 2023. Maybe 2024, they, they have some more stuff to do. But it it it's a great record. I mean, it yeah. shows that they can still put out great music. So It's a very different album than what they, they've ever done before. It's so good, though. It kind of, and what's kind of cool is it, it it has some of those Beatlesque moments that you may remember with them. Mm. It has some of those innovative stuff that Roland was doing in the nineties. And it even has some of the throwbacks to like, uh, you know, the synth pop stuff they were doing very early mm. on. So it's, it's, it's a complete package for them. Um, and, and probably what's most interesting about this, Dave is this album, um, it's probably not known for its singles as much as the other albums are. Mm. But mm. this is the this has been the most successful album, at least from the chart charting standpoint. So I don't think it's great sales, on the record too. Oh, it's great. Yeah. 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 Like they Roland doesn't sound like he's aged one bit. Mm. Yeah. It's a good record. Yeah. Uh this is also a big year for long awaited records this year. Yeah, this one I I, I figured you were gonna have this somewhere on your list. At MIA the one. Yep. So MIA hasn't put out a record in like a long time since yep. it's a studio record since like 2016. Uh, she had a single a couple years ago, but hasn't put out a record. She's saying yep. this might be her last record. I mean, I don't know. Yep. People say that all the time. Um, I have so I have, we'll talk great, about that later with me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a great track. I love tracks about people rapping about how good at rapping they are, and that's one of these. Um, I mean, this year. Try to put in perspective, you had Beyonce, which came out with a record for the first time in years. Kendrick Lamar, like it took a long time to get his record. Pink was a huge layoff. Yeah. Rihanna was six years before anything. Danger Mouse, it's been years since she's done any hip-hop producing. And Lyle Lovett came out with a record where a song yeah. hit the top 50. 
So this is a this was a big year for sort of like long awaited records that we didn't think. I mean, Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce, you think you're gonna get one. Lyle Lovett and Pink, I mean, you might have started thinking like they're just done. So it was good to see them come did, out with stuff. Did Pink have some children? And that why she did. Was, I think she had two. That may be part of it, but yeah. But but maybe that's part of it. But I was just because she kind of she would have probably been a, a now or never for me this year. Oh yeah, I think yeah. she's made. I think yeah. we've talked about that before, but yeah. Hey, enormous talent! I, I'm a big pink. I like pink. I like her edgy before, stuff. Before we get to now or never, now or never has power. By the way, oh yeah, there's some real... don't don't question the power of now or never. It has power in the universe. We have we have All turned right. we have turned it around music and cigars for people. <laughs> yeah, right. it has power absolutely. We'll get to that. It's so so. Don't underestimate the power of the now or never. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, this one, this next one, Coop. I could see you. I, I knew this was going to come somewhere. Yeah. Um. So another artist that I think has been on the now or never for me is Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, Arcade Fire came out with an album called We this year. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I think Arcade Fire has just been kind of. They, they've been trying to find themselves for about 10 years since they won that Grammy for the suburbs, right? They just haven't hit a groove. I think this year they got back to what they do uh, well, and this this was a very well-produced album, but the song I picked um, is The Lightning, part one and part mm. two. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Arcade Fire is famous for doing these part one and part two songs on their albums, right? They'll mm. call, like, they did, uh, like, back on the suburbs, they did Sprawl, part one, Sprawl, part two. So Lightning is a part one and part two thing. And and, and I'm going to single out Lightning 2 as the song. It has this Ramones vibe to it. It's like mm. they channel some inner energy of the Ramones uh, into their music. And and what I liked about it is it got like – I'm maybe when they've gotten out of that comfort zone it hasn't worked but in this case it worked really well i think that's the that is the song of the of the of the album in my opinion lightning too uh so a good they got their own problems too arcade fire right now with the lead singer so yes uh, with yeah. win butler has some sexual assault uh, allegations yep. which he is um he hasn't denied which is he, unfortunate for him no no him and neil Sean may get the award for most uh arrogant person in the music he's very arrogant talented yes win butler but he's an arrogant guy yeah so you might i don't know if you'll get any more arcade fire because the tour sort of imploded yeah and it seems it seems like the longer time goes on more people come forward so yeah. i don't know the future of that band but that is a good song I, I don't know if arcade fire got any grammy nominations they didn't get him in the major categories and this was a good album i was surprised i mean they've won an album yeah, of well, the year yeah i mean i don't I guess the thing is too, like with the tour imploding and everything around the band. I don't know. They're, they're, I don't know CBS, where they're headed. CBS ain't gonna invite them to perform. Let's put it like that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You know. But they, having said all that, which has to be said, because Win Butler, you know, is accused of these things. You can't pretend he's not. Um, is that that is a good track? Oh, it's yeah. It really is. Uh. I think it's the I think it's the bell of the ball of the of the album, and it's a very good album. Uh, we is probably I put that in the top three of albums for sure. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like you're a big too. Arcade Fire fan, yeah. Yeah, but they've disappointed me since the suburbs. They really yes. haven't delivered for me. Well, they're back to more like it's yeah. back to more instrumentation now. Yeah, yeah. Back to more, yeah. Yep. 
Uh, number five. This is long awaited, or not number five. My my the fifth song we're talking about. Uh, this was long. It was this is long awaited. This record was very anticipated. It was probably the second most anticipated hip hop record of the year. The yep. other one being the one that we'll talk about later. Um, but it's Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Now Black Thought has been doing a lot of like solo stuff, which is very very good. But the most, it, but the thing that made this so anticipated was Danger Mouse. Because now Danger Mouse is more known for producing. He's done Broken Bells, the band Broken Bells. He's done Carano. He's done other stuff. But he hasn't been back into producing hip-hop since he was doing stuff with MF Doom like forever ago. So this was the first time he's been back into producing hip-hop for years. And it was really anticipated. They had a huge list of um, featured artists. Uh, and this was a very anticipated record. I think it delivered. It's an amazing record. This track just missed out on the top 10. I think it was number 12. And it's Danger Mouse and Black Thought with the track Strangers. It features ASAP Rocky and Run the Jewels on this track. Uh, they have other tracks where they feature MF Doom. It's just, it's an excellent, excellent album. You have your classic sort of Danger Mouse pulling beats and samples from like 70s you know, yeah, soul yeah. songs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Black Thought over the top. Like, it's just great. You got, you know, two people on the top of their games. And I think I think it's one of the better albums of the year, let alone a, a great track. Like, the album itself is, is like, very solid. Oh, yeah. Um, I would agree. So Cheat Codes, I think it was. It's a great track. So, yeah. The Danger Mouse and Black Thought, That's a, it was a huge record this year. Yeah, big year. Like I said, big comeback for Danger Mouse this year for sure. Mm. Uh, one of one of the, like one of the you know we talk about producers too. Mm. Uh, Danger Mouse is is really a good producer. Yeah, and he hasn't done hip hop in a while, so it's good to see him back yeah. in the hip hop. So that's very exciting. Yep. This is uh, surprised me. This one, this next album of yours here. Yeah. All right. Um. This is like I said. I. I. I made a real attempt to uh to definitely broaden my um my uh horizons on this one. Uh this is inspired a little by my son Peter, who's a big fan of this band. Uh it's Florence and the Machine. Mm. And uh the song is called Free. Um so interesting thing, Dave. Um yeah. this is an album that um Jack Jack Antonoff uh, co-wrote several of the songs mm. of this, including okay. this song "Freight." So Jack Antonoff, he's coming as a, a writer and a producer for um, for Florence and the Machine, and they hadn't done an album in four years. Um, this song is so unique. Okay, it's got this trance foundation, like trance music foundation, but it's almost got these country music overtones in it. If if that makes sense, mm. it is it is such a unique. It's got this country vibe to it, but yet there's this foundation where there's a pulsating trance thing to it. I've never heard a song mm. like this before. Um, and I think this this album, which the album's called Dance Fever, which Free is on, by the way. And Dance Fever has some disco-inspired songs on this. So, you know, again, you talked about that. Mm. Um, but I was shocked that this didn't get a Grammy nomination because this was a uh, 
this was a released single. Um, they went with King. They did nominate King for I think alternate, uh, alternate song, right? But uh, which is a good song. But I think Free is the better song here. Uh, and in general, where was the Grammy for Dance Fever? It's a very good album as well. You could have mm. easily replaced ABBA, uh, album of the nomination with <laughs> yes. this one. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, uh, this it's kind of interesting, Dave, getting into a song like this because my son is such a big fan of this band, and he's mm. the one turned me on to them. And it's probably one of the few times we've kind of intersected. Uh, but it's a really good oh. song, Dave. I, I think you'd like this song if you haven't heard it. Yeah, I ha- I'll have to check it out. I haven't been a huge um, Florence and the Machine fan in the past. I haven't either, but this last album is different. It's it's a the Jack Antonoff coming in there. I think was a big deal. I think he really. Yeah, I'll have uh, to. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, because um, Jack Antonoff, of course, famous for you know working with Taylor Swift, maybe. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's worked with with uh, everybody. He did the he did Lana Del Rey, um, yeah. But he did the the Diana record that we both love. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jack Antonoff, another one who is just really this. Um, he's kind of again, he's kind of uh, like a danger mouse in a lot of way. He just kind of can do it all. Uh, but he also can sing. He actually has pretty good vocals. If you ever heard him sing, he's actually pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's I got? Oh, so now we're doing. The, now we're getting into the top five here, Coop. Yep. This one I knew was was there was no way this was missing your top five. So this is coming in at five is uh, Coffee with uh, Times Ten. Uh, it's a lead track off of her new record, Gifted. Yep. Um, God, I love this song. This song was number one. Now, I said in my review, it kind of moved down to, to number five. But it's probably the song that I listened to the most this year. It's this song. I uh, love the record. It's her first LP. Um, it's very full of hope, talking about feeling blessed, thanking her family. Um, just a great vibe. I, a lot of music this year, too, has been about being thankful, being blessed, sort of self-belief. Uh, I guess coming out of COVID, there's a lot more. This is a lot more of a like, I guess, whereas in COVID, we saw a lot of stuff around loneliness, isolation, those sorts of themes. Getting a lot more uplifting themes, sort of healing themes this year. Um, yeah, and it's sort of kicked off with this coffee, coffee at times 10. I think... Uh, she has a, a good chance, Coop, to be a good crossover artist for reggae, which reggae doesn't have a lot of crossover artists. But I think she has a chance. Yeah, I uh, I do. Uh, Coffee had a big year, a very big year. year. Yeah. But uh, it's a great record. Which hopefully will uh, go far for her. No, I, I think, you know, like I said, you know, uh, kind of a. It's kind of she's kind of giving reggae a shot in the arm in a lot of ways. Like uh, I kind of compare it a little to what Shaggy did, like you know, twenty years ago. You know, just kind of bringing a whole a whole new spin to reggae. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the last big crossover artist for reggae, I would say. Um, so hopefully she can make the make the leap. Yeah. Now your next one here, Coop. Is a uh, artist you love? Yes, um, a uh, yeah, uh, kind of going the uh, indie route, and I'll I'll give you my ranking of my eight when we're done, um, because like they're out oh, of yeah. order, but um, so, um, Soccer Mommy with Shotgun, mm-hmm. mm, great song. So so Soccer Mommy, I think this year went from uh, 
underground artist to like full fledged indie indie star. I think it's the mm. best way to put it right now. Um, this is because Soccer Mommy's roots are in on a very much indie style, right? But with Shotgun, um, it's got this indie foundation, but the way the song is structured, the chorus is very much pop like pop friendly. So it's an mm. easily a song that you could put on a top, like what I, I, I'll say hit radio, not top 40. You could put this on a, a pop station and it's friendly enough where I think you can get into it. Right. And I think that I think a lot of this, this last album has had a lot to do with that. But this song strength is in the lyrics. Um, the lyrics are very strong in this. There's some really good uh, songwriting by, by soccer mommy. And, and really it's it the song discusses the breakup of a relationship. Uh, and there's mm. a lot of metaphors and stuff like that that go in there. Uh, and for folks who know, Soccer Mommy is her real name is Sophia Allison. Uh, she's a Nashville, she's a Nashville girl too. So she doesn't live far from here. She's been tour like she was touring in Charlotte when I when um, but the problem is like um actually when she was in town, I that's when I took my trip to Mexico. But she played mm. uh, she played downtown. Uh, she's only 25 years old. So I think there's a lot. I again, I was a little surprised that maybe she didn't get a little Grammy love, but maybe she's an album away from that right now. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great record though. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would, yeah, maybe an album away, but that's that's a great, yeah, it's a great song, it's a great record. It made my yeah. close to top ten, I think. Yes, I believe it did. Yes. Um, oh no, great. Yeah, and Sakamani was just one of these artists. I, I I stumbled on it social media actually of all things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, uh, she's been pretty solid. I think she's made the list. Yeah. The last two lists, I think. Yeah. Or her last her last album made the list too. I think she's got this like folksy, punky look. Is the best way to put mm. it. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like her image. You know, she's not um. Let's put you know, they, it's not all about her like sex sells kind of deal with her, but she's got this kind of like attractiveness. I think where. I like the image. She has this folksy punk, like mm. way she dresses is mm. pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, much love to Sakura Mommy. Big fans. Yeah. On the show. I think, like I said, I think she's an album away from really going to yeah. the next level. Yeah. I'd I'd say so. Yeah. Um, the next one number coming at number four for me, which you know isn't surprising, is Rihanna. Lift me up. <laughs> yeah, I had this one as well. <laughs> Number four, uh, it was on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Her first song in like six years. She has two songs on that soundtrack. Um, this one has more of a spiritual vibe to it, and where it plays in the movie, you can kind of, you can kind of, uh, you know why that is. Uh, showcases yeah. her vocal range. I am so excited for the uh, Rihanna record, Coop. I am so excited. It's got to be. Oh yeah. Like like I said, she's number. She you can just reserve a space in the top five for next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew the space was coming this this year. This was no surprise. Oh, it's just it's just great. Uh, it's great to hear doing music. It showcases the power of the now or never. She yep. was on now or never, I think, two years in a row. Yep. Yep. Uh, was she having kids too? Was she also having? kids? She now? did. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes the women we have to be a little patient with them, uh, you know. But it was six. It was, so it's been six years. So anti was her last record, and uh, she's one of the highest selling female artists of all time. We were like, talking about that, yeah. 
Dale's above Beyonce, above Taylor Swift, above all that. So, yep. Um, I'm very excited for this uh, upcoming record. And and she's got a big uh, day coming up in February. Oh, see, <clears throat> that's what I think's gonna happen. And she's gonna do the Super Bowl. And the record will drop, like either right before the Super Bowl or right after. I think. yeah, it's usually how people do it. Yeah. Um. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh for for folks there. Yeah, the Rihanna's gonna be the star attraction at the Super Bowl this year oh, in, in Arizona. Wait, cool. Despite despite the protests of some of our fans out there. Oh well, hey, she made number four, so yeah, I I, I had Take I had it. this one in there as well. So so yeah, I, I was not surprised. This one did. In fact, I'm not surprised it was at four. In fact, I think I was pretty close on this one. Um, Probably. Yeah. That's all right. I'm predictable. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, your next one. This is surprising. Well, you've really, you've really, uh, you've really come to to be a fan of this artist. Yeah. Um. Look, I think this is a big song. Uh, it's a it's a song I'll hum along with when it's on. I'll listen to it. Uh, it's Harry Styles as it was. Uh, I think I've been talking this. I thought this was the front runner for the Grammy. I'm beginning to yeah. change my mind right now, and I'll talk about that with my next song. Uh, okay. But I think it's got a, sh- a shot, and you know, it's a, it's a it's a good song. I think it's the best song of a Harry's House album. I agree with you. Of Harry Styles' three albums, Harry's House is third of the three. Not a bad album, but yeah, not yeah, his, yeah. his first two. But this song is definitely the star of it. It had international appeal to it. Um, and I think this song was helped by TikTok. Mm. I hate to say it, right? And I hate TikTok. So, um, but I think I've seen a lot of TikTok videos with this song. Um, it, it, people could do it. T- it's very easy to put this in almost anything and put a TikTok video. And when you could put a song and relate it to almost anything, that's a big hit song in my book, right? It's a, that means that that's a sign of a very good song where you could just make like a stupid video with that song playing in the background, right? So, mm. um, like I said, I think the album, I agree with you, Dave. It's probably not up to the first two albums, but this has probably been his biggest international single he's had uh, as far as that goes. Yes, I interestingly enough, this the uh, a, a Harry Styles song made the top ten, but the but it was not this one. No, it wasn't. Uh, so I did not pick this song. I, I try when I do the top fifty, I try to only have like one one song per artist. I think Taylor Swift came out with three albums one year, so she was on twice. But yeah, um, so I picked a different song off this this uh record i yeah. picked boyfriend off of this record yeah but, uh, uh i had uh actually 20 i had your the, the song i missed was your nine song by the way i thought that was gonna be in your top five. Ooh. so yeah that that was the one i missed with the top five. Ooh. but this one this one fell i think harry was like seven or something harry was seven um, uh, uh yes but it was a different song a very good song too mm-hmm. and it's kind of an, i won't give it away but it's kind of i think there's a little bit of a personal touch with that song too yeah. Yeah. I uh well yeah, I you know, it's um it's a good record. It's a solid record. Uh I hope that it I hope that he's gotten a lot of his stuff out of his system and we see something new for his next record. He's going to have a fourth record. Yeah. I mean, what kind of scares me is like when you I've seen this happen with artists where they have two really good albums 
they take a step down with the third album, even though they have one big hit, and then they get into a comfort zone. And that I, I you so I think there's gonna be a lot of pressure for Harry with that fourth album to deliver something. No one's gonna argue the success yeah. of Harry's house, but no, but, no, no. Again, I'm not putting that up with the first two albums either. But this song, look, this song's got everything as far as a, a song of the year type of thing goes because it, it's it's just a song. I I I heard it played in Mexico of all places time and time again. Oh, it's a solid song, yeah. but like I want to see, I want like. I want to see like what Taylor Swift did when she did Folklore and Evermore, like just totally yeah. shake it up. Yeah. Just totally I'm... like bring a new producer, like totally redo it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, a number, the third song. My this number is the one I missed. This year. is the one I, I, I should have guessed this one. I didn't. But yeah, it was Ke- Kendrick Lamar with Mother Eye Sober. Yep. And it this was at the time it was released. I said this has to be my song of the year. I don't see how it gets. I don't know out. how I didn't <laughs> catch this one either. It was just <laughs> an oversight by me. Yeah. Um, well written, very honest, very insightful. I would say that this record is definitely a COVID record in the sense yeah. that a lot of the themes around trauma, coping with pain, emotional distress were all sort of themes coming out of that COVID time. And it must have been shelved and then came out now. Yes. Um, because those themes were sort of prevalent. Uh, the song itself talks about trauma, abuse, coping with pain, breaking the cycle of trauma within the family. Like, it's a very introspective record. It get, The whole record can kind of weigh you down after a while. So it's not a good record to listen to, like, front to back because it's like, I can only listen to so many tracks about trauma in a row. Yeah, exactly. Um. But it's really well done. I mean, Kendrick Lamar has a lot to live up to with his record. So, uh, I think the def- word you hit was insightful with this song. It, it was a lot of insight into the song when you kind of got peeled the onion. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. It really builds to a big finish. Uh, the, I, I, where I said the Danger Mouse tra- hip hop album was heavily anticipated, like this was the one. Yeah, I should like, have Kendrick this one Lamar on, record. I should have guessed this one with you. Like I said you were high on it earlier in the year. I forgot. It's a good record. Like yeah. I said, the only thing about it, it's a very heavy record. So it's like, yes, there's, there's not a lot of time to come up for air. No, <laughs> like, no. It, you li- yeah, not... yeah. You listen to one song about trauma and then the next song is about trauma. And then the next one's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, I remember going back with Tears for Fears hurting. You know, it's that type of yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of an album. You know, you're not going to be playing it at a, at a party or something like that. No, yeah. but. It's great. I mean, it's what you expect out of Kendrick Lamar. He's a yeah, really good yeah. writer. Um, but yeah, so that came in at number three for me. Yeah. This oh. next one, this is a good pick by you, Coop. Yeah, and um, I think this one may now be the one to win the Grammy. And we're going to do a Grammy show. I'll make my final pick. And I don't have a problem with it uh, if it does. This is Steve Lacey's Bad Habit. And, and this song kind of came out of left field for me because I hadn't really listened a lot of or paid attention to Steve Lacey, even though he he had been building a following over the last few years. What a what a complex song from a musicianship standpoint. Um, mm. you got some Beatlesque music in it, you got some R and B, you got a little bit of psychedelic, and you even got some acapella in this, right? Mm. I don't know. Like, a lot of people are classifying him as hip hop. I'm not ready to say he's hip hop. But he's like something. He's like this hybrid. Um, 
it, it is a really, really good song. It's just the problem is with this song is, like I said, this is one that's tougher to put a TikTok video together is what I was to say. Yes, uh, yes. Which is, which is, so I think this is the better song than uh, as it was. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you where this ranked on my list at the end. Uh, the other thing is, again, Gemini Rights is the album, which I really gave this album a listen to. It's a great album. What, what, yeah. Knock ABBA out and give Steve Lacey the album of the year nomination, at least. You don't need to have ABBA in there. This, it's kind of like, uh, I think ABBA was like the Oliva Serie B this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I mean, this song really, it's kind of like, the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm like, this is the one. And I don't know. I would say if, as far as I haven't seen what the Billboard final year end rankings were, but I got to imagine as it was and Bad Habit are one and two at some point. I think it probably this is two, but mm. I don't I think this one's the one to watch, Dave, next month. I really do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be on my oops yeah. list. Because I miss this much like you, but yeah, you need to give this the whole album. You may have a couple. You may find another oops song on that one. Actually, I it's think a good, it's a really good album. Yeah, I think I've heard it, but like, see, one of the things that happens with the list is I hear a song. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I did. A re- I think I reviewed this song. I uh, I hear a song and I review it. And I go, yep, yep, yep. Well, so many, yeah, and then. <laughs> I lose track of it, but uh, or did I put a different song? I'm gonna look. I'm looking it up for Steve. I don't Lacey think you. I, I don't think you reviewed it. I've listened to the record. See, this one was like oh. I had heard the record, and then I saw the Grammy nomination. And when I was starting to kind of go through the Grammy, that's when I started listening to this a lot closer and really started looking at this song. And I'm like, this is a hell of a piece of music that was written. It and. Mm. Uh, I like Steve Lacey. I think Steve Lacey has a chance to be that next big artist. Um, no, definitely. I, th- I think I, I heard the record and then just sort of went on to something else, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it's here's the thing. If, if you're like distracted even with it, it the song ain't going to catch to you. But it's, it's one of those like when you smoke a really good cigar and you just want to be focused. There, this is just good music. This is good that he's done. This is some really – if this came out of the um, – if this came out of the COVID period, this is the type of creativity I was looking at, what coming out music wise. Mm. And, and this is because Harry picks a very safe, catchy song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. one's got these, like I said, it's got twists and turns. It's just got all these influences in it. It's a, like I said, more. I, the question is when we get to the Grammy show, we always pick who we want to win and who we think they're going to pick. Who and that's where this win, gets yeah. tricky. Yeah. Sometimes who we want to win is a song that's not even on the list. Yeah. Yep. Um, this song "Coop" is not up for Grammys because it came out too late. Now, for me, I with I changed my my cutoff date just because of this album. So my cutoff date became whenever after this album releases, so I could include it on the list. Uh, and that is coming at number two is Taylor Swift with "Antihero." Off of Midnight's, which I think Midnight's is an excellent combination of 1989 with Folklore and Evermore. It's sort of like you took all those albums and like squished it into one album. Because it's got a lot of like pop yeah. nuances to it. It um, That Folklore is more singer-songwriter. But it has that sort of uh, 
those the sort of themes of folklore and evermore are within these songs. So uh it's a great record. I think it's one of her better records. I mean she's coming out with some great stuff, Coop. Yeah, I I, I I wasn't really surprised. I just didn't know which song you were gonna you were gonna pick as far as that goes. Um very mature themes, great hook on the song Anti Hero. I think it's probably the biggest song off the record. Um uh, I, I oh yeah, I think it, it probably was, um for sure. Well written, got a great hook to it. Sort of talking about self-loathing, negative self-talk, kind of searching for wisdom, trying to be secure in yourself. Um, it's just a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great track. I love yeah. this track. Um, I, I, I was like I said, I was pretty impressed with it. Um, I thought it was like I said, I, I wasn't surprised that this one was on there. Um, I think your one and two were pretty much interchangeable in my book. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> And they kind of yeah. went back and forth. But, like, this is what I want Harry to do, Coop, right? It's like, um, she comes out with 1989, and she puts out a couple albums who's sort of, like, searching for her sound. What's her sound going to be? And then she's like, I need to freshen it up. Just folklore and evermore. And then what she sort of learned from that, she now applies to the to that pop sound, and it's, like, totally different. So this is what I want Harry to do. Like, evolve Harry. Want yeah. To evolve. Yeah, no, I, but, I, uh, I agree with you on that. I it's agree. Just been, and, and she's still got to re-release Taylor's version of 1989, which is coming. So she's got. Yeah, no, definitely. Tons of stuff. Definitely. As far as I go, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think this was like the song. I think this one kind of did definitely stood out as far as um a lot of other ones went. Oh, yeah. It's... So, yeah. So uh, Taylor Swift Antihero coming at number two. Yeah. Uh, like I said, solid song and uh, definitely, um, yeah, I, I said, uh, to me, this was no surprise that this was going to be as high as it was with you. It was just a matter of which one you had. So uh, I kind of guessed it right, though, with, with the two and one. We're gonna be. <laughs> Probably. So, so, yeah. Uh, uh, what about your uh, what about your. Uh, your next track? Yeah, my next track, Um, I kind of went a little more old school with this. Um, and this is a duet that was done by uh, Elton John and Britney Spears. Yeah. Uh, and um, this is a, this is the, this is called hold me closer, uh, which is basically what they did is it's a, it's a kind of a cover. They took tiny dancer. They did a, um, what's the word? I want to do? They did a, uh, they did a cover of it and they kind of yeah. sampled it. Uh, and and what they did is they put a you know you know I kind of love this this theme, the um, the Euro disco theme. So I really like that Euro disco theme a lot. And uh, they did that, and I think uh, it worked really really well. Um, it's just uh, it's kind of and the Britney Spears is actually perfect. Du- you know, Elton John loves doing duets, with, with particularly, mm. and he's not going away. He's supposed to retire, right? Yeah, well, well, he's he's not retiring. Like it's he's still putting songs out on this, right? So I'm like, you know, what what is going on here? You know, uh, with Elton John. But but I tell you what, if he, if Elton John's retiring, he is not going quietly into the night here. So, no. Um. So yeah, Elton John. Um. And uh, and then he did. You know, he did the other one earlier this year. Um. Geez, well, last year. What, why am I drawing a blank right now? With uh, Elton. Yeah, someone did. Who did it with Elton? What's her name? 
Oh, I'm I'm going blank here. I'm getting old now. So, and I just noticed my my eighth song is missing. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's another thing. But but no, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I love the song. It's going on the oops list because it just missed out on the top fifty. Um, but it's a tremendous song. Yeah, no, um, and I I think it was. I think it was really um. I really think, um, th- th- you know, Voldy, kind of a little bit of a comeback for Britney Spears as well. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was really, really good as far as that goes. Definitely a comeback for her, which is great. Yeah, no, I thought, it, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. It's like the, I think it's like, what is it? The first song off of her um, after she won the uh, court case. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I want to say, you know, um, and, and she's perfect. She's got like, and I'm not a big Britney Spears fan by any means, but, um, but you know, not you know, like I said, I was pretty impressed with it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a great song. It's one of those. It's just great to see her back making music, and hopefully, it'll lead to uh, to other stuff. Agree. In the upcoming year. Agree. Um, but my number one song, Coop, of the year is, uh, you probably guessed it already, it's Pure Honey by... <laughs> no surprise. Beyonce. Um, it's it's had some great... And like, it's all, it's, everything is rolled up into it. You got sort of her more... She's kind of gone to more of a hip-hop sound recently in the last couple albums. So you got some of that. You got this like breakdown in the middle where it's just like straight Destiny's Child R&B, which is really good. You got some 90s house and disco influence with it. It's just a great track. I love this track. I love this album. It's Beyonce. Yeah, I kind of thought Beyonce was going to get the edge for you over. Um, I thought Beyonce would get the edge for you over. Um, over uh, Taylor. Yeah, I kind of thought that. I wasn't surprised. I think you've been talking about this one uh, quite a bit. So, I mean, uh, no surprise that that was your, your song of the year this year. No. Uh, good, good song. Uh, it was like, you know, you had you had Rihanna, Taylor Swift, and, uh, <laughs> and Beyonce all in your top five. Uh, they all came out with stuff in the same year. Like, yeah. how awesome is that? No, I agree. I agree. Oh. So I got one more. It wasn't I. I. I, I, never, yeah. I didn't. I didn't add it. Uh, but it's "Tip of My Tongue" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, so they came out with the record this year. Yep. Yeah. If there's here's what I could just say about it. Um, uh, and I'll give you my. I'll I'll give you the order I put these in. Um, as well, which I should have did before, but I was just kind of I kind of looked at at how I had it. Um, I don't know how else to say. It. It's almost like the adult contemporary version of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is. Uh, well, they're it, they're sort of there, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they're sort of there. Yeah, I mean, they're sort of there. So, good song. I mean, it's, it's definitely a really good song. I think it's probably one of the better songs of the album. Um, they got you know they're they kind of got lost a little. I think with their comeback album, if you want to say it's a comeback album, mm, yeah. it did get lost. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so just so you know, uh, my I'll go in reverse order. Tip of my tongue was eight, right? Uh, soccer mommy uh shotgun was seven. Harry mm. Styles as it was was six. Um, at five was Elton John and Britney Spears to hold me closer. 
Mm. Uh, four was Florence and the Machine with Free. Uh, three was Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. Two was Arcade Fire, Lightning 2. And Tears for Fears, Break the Man is at one. So mm. there's no surprises mm. at the top of mine either. No, yep. Yep. But yeah, I thought, Dave, I thought, go back to Beyonce, I think I cut you off a bit on that. Um, where do you rate that song in the Beyonce um, portfolio? The Pantheon. See, the pan- I... Yeah, like, where do you put it? That's what, you know, is it a Mount Rushmore song for you? Like, where is, no, is it? No, I, I mean, I don't think anything I didn't think, is going to touch... I, uh, yeah, I didn't think so either. That's why. But I mean, Lemonade... Yeah. Lemonade is the best record that she's ever done. Yeah. Um, But it's still... <laughs> Extraordinarily good. Um, yeah. But no. Yeah, and it's kind of like that would break the man with me with Tears for Fears, a really good track, but I wouldn't put it on the Tears for Fears Mount Rushmore as mm. far as that goes. You know, so it's kind of interesting that we both kind of had that same angle with our list here this year. Mm. No, I mean, it's a solid follow-up to Lemonade, which was like probably one of the best records of the decade. Yeah. I, I so mean, it's hard. It's hard to follow that up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean that whole album I figured was higher. That's why. But I was kind of wondering like where it would be because it, it was still your number one. Same way you tell us with number two. I bet you probably will pick four songs higher. But I think the difference was maybe the number one and number two weren't these legendary tracks, but there was a better body yeah. of work delivered by artists overall. There was a lot more quality this year. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was a. It it was a, a like new releases was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I I, like I said I was really impressed with this year because I I guess like this going back to my opening statement, I really believe that we saw creativity permeate mm. with all all sixteen artists we talked about here. I think they all mm. found a way to get their creative juices going. Maybe maybe it wasn't necessarily written during the lockdown, but certainly inspired after the lockdown. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I think it was. I think this is some solid music this year, uh, that came out. Speaking of things that need to come out, Coop. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> the the infamous now or never. Yeah. Yep. So who needs a good year? And we got a, a cigar one and then a music one. Yeah. What do you want to do first? Oh, you yeah. could just you do your cigar. We'll do cigar ones first. I only got one. Okay, I got two. And but yours yours would have been this on there as well. Oh, we have a lot of <laughs> all right. Let me talk about these two brands. So the first one, and I've been beating on this brand all year, and it's Villager. Okay? I think I think uh Developing Palettes is on board with you with that, considering how they reviewed the latest Villager cigars. So let me just tell first of all, uh Villager's run in the North America by a guy by the name of Rene Castaneda, who's a great guy. And I and, and here's the thing. He came in there about seven years ago, when Villager was, their reps, they had fired their reps, they had a PR nightmare, and Renee really started coming in there, and he was, and he worked to clean that up. He started contracting out with some other factories to do some really good core releases. La Floridian Glen was a number one cigar by Aaron Loomis. La Vencedora was on the coupe list. They did the Brazil mm. cigars. They, they were doing some repackaging. They seemed like they had everything going with them, right? They had it going. Now yeah. I don't know where they're heading. They, they seem to have lost momentum with their core lines. All they come out with is this some small batch stuff. Some of it's been good. Mm. All right? Hector did one for them. Very good cigar. Um, And some of it's been awful. Okay? Some of it's been absolutely awful so, stuff, too. Uh, 
I love the Miami. They did this Miami project with this beautiful packaging. The cigar didn't deliver um, is what happened. Uh, it, it's just and then here's the last thing I'll say about this. They have a brand called La Libertad. OK. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, La Libertad is a brand that they've had in the portfolio forever. OK. And the thing about La Libertad that I'll say is um, I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Uh, La, La Libertad. Yeah. This is a, an, a this is this is the problem with this, okay? They have gone through multiple packaging and uh, mm. banding changes. They've gone through multiple blend changes, okay? So they keep changing this this um this cigar, this La Libertad, um, and I mean they have had um I think three okay three iterations of the blend, all right, and I think they've had more than three packaging changes on this cigar. There's a point where you gotta get, mm. get you gotta move away from La Libertad. You can't keep doing that, right? And this is a again, yeah. They do have some good stuff in the portfolio, and they do have. I don't know what has happened to Villager anymore. And I I think the momentum that they had a couple years a few years ago is gone. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they can get it back. They gotta they gotta do a better job at consumer engagement. Is the key thing with Villager. They, they, I think they can engage with their retailers and, and I think they can make it look easy and sell a small batch release, but they got to get their core lines going. Eh, so, uh, yeah, and, oh, it's not like they're not investing. They opened the factory. They opened two factories since Renee got there, one in Brazil and one in Nicaragua. So they're mm. investing. But where are the results? I don't Where's see the, the results. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Villager is my now or never for this year. Ooh, I think, like I said, I think the. La, the uh, developing palace guys are on the same uh, page with that. Yeah, like the the latest Villager offerings just have not been hitting, and it's sort of yeah, falling off. No. no, and what they do is look. First of all, they they do they are great with us. They send they do send samples to us, right? So that's not a, that's not really an issue. Unfortunately, I haven't really seen them deliver on this. <laughs> the Hector, the Hector, I could get you the Villager. The one that Hector did for them is great, by the way. So I'll give them. Yeah. I'll, actually, he did two for them. The TAA one. They did the TAA one, and actually, that was a very good cigar. But they're not promoting their cigars enough. No. Uh, yeah. They do these small releases, sell them to the retailers, and then they kind of wash their hands. I'm like, well, we're done. And that's not how you build no. a brand. I mean, mm. you look at like what Crown Heads does. James Brown. Yeah. It, it, it's they. James Brown doesn't send samples out, and he builds. Look how he builds momentum with his brand. So I mean it, it's it's more than just sending samples that you have to you have to improve the communications which have been you know I I'll see a cigar out and I'm like well, where did this come from right there's no or actually even better I'll see a cigar show up at my house I'm like where did this come from right so yeah. La Libertad was a great example I didn't even know they did a, yet another reblend on the La Libertad this year so mm. there are my now or never uh like I said nothing against Renee or, 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 or you know no. And you know, Tuna and I were talking too. Like, we have really liked some of these cigars. The Black Forest was a good cigar. Uh, you know, Aaron Floyd and Lincoln. So I mean, we like their cigars. They 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 could come out with good blends. But good golly, I mean, you got to try to promote this stuff. Mm. Who's your other cigar now or never? Oh, okay. So this is a company you might not have Uh-oh. heard of the company, okay? But they're they're actually a big player in the industry, okay? Uh, the right. brand is called Casa Turrent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So who is Casa Turrent? Okay. They are a brand out of Mexico. Now, this is not who I went to see mm-hmm. in Mexico. Okay. And the Turrents 
are the number one grower of Mexican tobacco in the wow. world. Okay. Whoa. Chan- they sell most of the Mexican tobacco out there. They the, they are by they dominate this. Okay. They have, but they also have their own brand called Casa Turrent, and they just put nothing into it. I mean, they, they. I mean, they have. They had a little kiosk at PCA, and they weren't even there to talk about the stuff, right? And the cigars are good because again, these are some good Mexican blends. They have. I went down to another company, Casa Nineteen Ten, and yep. I'll be honest with you, their cigars nineteen Casa Nineteen Ten is not as good as Casa Turrent, but Casa Nineteen Ten is getting all the attention. No one's paying attention to Casa Turrent. They're not putting anything into this brand. They they brought Edgar Hoyle in for a short time. You remember Edgar with mm-hmm. Osak? He couldn't mm-hmm. get anything going with them. I, I think they're just lost. I think how do you have like the number like Mexican tobacco? You can argue is one of the number one tobaccos in the world. They produce the best. Yeah, tobacco. they're producing their own blends. These Casa Turn blends are very good. No one hears about it. It's now or never. They either got to decide. Maybe they don't do a brand. You know, that's all I got. Yeah, say. that's yeah. weird. Oh, we. I don't see. I don't see. I see no traction with the brand in the U.S. So. Uh, nothing mm. against the cigars, nothing against the turrets, but what are you guys doing? Come on, do something. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, I can't wait for this one. Uh, I'm I get, oh no! What am I? Well, am I? Uh, no, you did is, good. You did good with this one. <laughs> my 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 now and never is uh, Caldwell. Yep. And I love Caldwell. I love Caldwell uh, too. I think he makes great cigars too. I just, I guess, I used to have Tatuaje on here a lot, and I think. Right. And I had Alec Bradley on here, and it's just, it's because I just I just noticed a, a lack of buzz around their cigars, Coop. Like I don't have a, a lot of buzz around anything coming out. Um, I think the last big buzz cigar that they had was maybe Blind Man's Love, maybe. Yeah. Um, I always used to buy Robert's stuff because even if I didn't like it, like I knew it was gonna be something interesting. Um, but it's just been, there's not, they, they did stuff with Matt, which was really that those cigars were really good. And then it's right. sort of like they got way into the lost and found stuff. And I just don't know. I don't know where they're headed, I guess. It's sort of, a, it sort of seems like a no man's land for me, Coop. I mean, they, they, I don't know if they're like putting too much effort into this lost and found stuff and, and that's their new focus or what? So it's, I think, even more than that, Dave. I think you hit on some good points. But, but so I think Caldwell is, is completely confusing as far as his branding goes right now. Um, you know, he, he has some stuff that's Caldwell. He has some stuff that's lost and found. Uh, yeah. By the way, I feel horrible. He lost a lot of cigars in that fire. Yeah. Um, we, really, that's, uh, and this ain't, you know, I want him to do well, Robert. And I, that's, a, that's a shame. Mm. That being said, you know, you go to the trade show, you have a cigar on display, and when you ask a question about it, he says, I can't talk about it because I, I, I only could talk to Cigar Aficionado about it, and you're putting the cigar on display. Uh, That's bad. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to be, you know, adapt. Don't put it on display at the trade show, in my opinion, right? Lost and Found, if I go back to when I go back to when you and I started doing this in 2014. Lost and Found was the story of the decade, in my opinion. Mm. He came up with this business model of going into the factories and getting these blends, repackaging them, putting new life into them. It was a brilliant move. Everyone started copying him doing it, right? No one was doing it better than Robert, right? And he was getting good cigars. Now, well, we're not going to do that anymore because probably 
everyone's doing it, right? So now we're going to do small batch releases with Lost and Found, right? Well, yeah. How is that different than Caldwell? Now, isn't Caldwell all about small batch releases? Why? What? What's a Lost and Found? What's a Caldwell right now? Um, mm. Robert pretty much doesn't want to talk to the media. He, he doesn't have a lot of use for the media. Not that he hates us or anything. Not only hates us, but no. he just doesn't want to do that. And it's very confusing what what I see happening right now. Um, and I think his core lines have also hurt. I don't think he's had a big core line release in, since that Blind Man's Bluff you mentioned. Mm. So I there's no one. I'm rooting for him. I I hope he comes out of. And I, I feel horrible. He had to discontinue some lines because of the fire. Awful thing. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ones he discontinued was Along of the King Maduro, which was a great cigar. That was a great cigar. Um, Caldwell's made my list several times, but Dave, he's a now or never, easy now or never here. I just, whenever I see, because he's doing a lot of direct, like, marketing, for lack of a better term. Like, he's putting up a lot of posts and stuff. Yeah. But I always see him posting about, like, existing lines. Like, I don't see anything. The only new stuff I see is that Lost and Found stuff, which is like, well... I mean, I don't know. I, 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 it doesn't get me excited, I guess. It, it doesn't. I know Dojo's high on a couple of those lost and founds, but I just haven't gotten excited about even the lost and found stuff he's come out with. I don't see a lot of retailers bringing this stuff in anymore. No. Um. It, it, I I like the fact that he recognized that maybe lost and found jumped the shark. I'll give him yeah. credit on that. The problem is... Now I'm confused what Lost and Found is. Yeah. And I think what I would do is I I would say, all right, I'm going to do my core stuff as Caldwell and my limited stuff as Lost and Found and just keep it simple. But he's not really doing that. He's doing it on both ends. And that's where I don't quite get what he's doing right now. Yeah, they need it was like so like when we when we did this before. And we talked about I talked about Alec. It became like the Alec Bradley. Um topic because I always had Alec Bradley for like two years in a row and then they came out with the uh I think it was the magic toast magic and then toast. they had they had the the Alec and or the Alec and Bradley or the yeah the gatekeeper and the um uh blind faith I think it was yeah um, yep. and Kintsugi which was a big hit for them yeah and I was like whoa and they and they they so they they got new lines out there that got people excited. So he just needs one big cigar, I think. Yeah. Like he gets another like Eastern Standard out there, or something. Right, that's what he needs. He needs another. He needs a big cigar to come out there and and sort of just, just uh, get people excited again. He needs like a, something new. I think with Alec Bradley, uh, and I've gotten to know them very well. Alan Rubin, great guy, certainly can blend and do great cigars. But I think when he brought the sons in and a guy by the name of John Lipson, who's a marketing guy, young guys, they put this young blood into the company. And these guys have a pulse on what's going on with the industry. So they're mm. able to kind of pivot that. And I think that's why it worked for them. The funny thing is, I think Robert has that pulse on the industry. To me, I think he has that pulse. So this should be an easy fix in my book. Yeah, I mean, I think he can. I don't I think he think needs to bring someone. I don't think he needs to bring someone else no. in to do it. Is what I'm saying. He just needs that one big cigar, you know. That yeah. one. He needs that, like Kintsugi, or you know, like that gay, like you said, Magic mm. Toast. And it, I think he needs something. I, I think you know, I think it needs to be on the Caldwell side more than the Lost and Found. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think like when Matt Booth came back, right, and he and he did the stuff with 
Caldwell, which was good, and people were excited about it. But then he came out with the farce, and then he came out with the payback again. People were like, oh yeah, and that yeah. sort of drove the anniversary lunch. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. had he had some big cigars coming out that was really driving the line. Like he needs something like that. I think. Yeah, you know, Room One Hundred One. I hope I'm not they're not on my now or never, but they're a brand right now, so it's a little mm-hmm. different. But I'm a little concerned. Thirteenth anniversary is good. It it is, but I I we I got to see something come out of the relationship with General to, to make a yeah 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 yeah. We haven't I seen that, that yet. It's kind of an incomplete. But it's uh, it's yeah. in a it's yeah it's in like a holding pattern sort of. Yeah thing. yeah. The pro- here's the problem, and this was in my by the way, we're recording this. I put out my year end article of the top stories, and one of the mm. top stories is that that General slash STG came out with fifty nine new releases, and I think Matt stuff <laughs> got a little lost. God. I think Matt stuff got a little lost with that's the problem. Yeah, I so can see that. That's no, why I'm I mean, a little, luckily, That's where I'm concerned. Yeah. Not from a creativity standpoint, he'll be fine, but no. but he could be getting lost in a big machine here. So. Music-wise, Coop, I like it. I, your first one is dead on. Oh, Mumford and Sons. What's going on? These guys, when they came out in 2012, Dave, and, and we really haven't talked much about Mumford and Sons, they they kind of re they kind of they were so innovative when it came to um when it came to folk music. They completely, I think, changed the game with folk music. I mean, they kind of put this folk rock approach in here. Um, Babel was an amazing album, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything in four years, and they haven't done anything close to Babel. They've nope. fallen off the planet, these guys, and I don't now, understand it. I don't I, know. It, there's, it, they're it, still it, touring. They're still yeah. there. Ah, oh, man, yeah, you, that's a that's a, that is an excellent, excellent. They still, yeah, pick. yeah. The um, I, I mean, I mean. And I think, like I said, I thought, well, in my opinion, what they did for folk music was was maybe one of the one of the uh, the big things that that you know, to me, that was, in my opinion, one of the big things that happened. Now, to that, to your glimmer of hope here, Coop, is that uh, Vampire Weekend could have been on this list, and then they came out with that big album, what, like last year? Or so yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, and that really got them back on on track. So hopefully. But yeah, it's they've sort of yeah. No, I agree. That that's a great pick. I love that pick. No, no, I appreciate it as well. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it may have to do too. They they lost Winston Marshall, Mumford and Sons. I think they maybe they haven't really uh they haven't really kind of recovered from that. They they might need to to, to freshen up their sound as well. They 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 do, and I think you know that's the thing is that maybe Dave, I think that's a great point you made. Um. Maybe that is um maybe that's part of the problem for sure. Could be. But you know, Winston Marshall was on on Babel. I just wanted to double check that and he was. So, you know, I just think some of the work he did with the banjo and the guitar, but there's just something creative wise which which I agree. I just they haven't had it. No. So uh No, it's not, a good, good pick. Yep. I, I mean, yeah, they're due. I mean, like I said, the band's not done. They're still touring and stuff. Like they put out some live records lately so hopefully something will come together i mean you would have liked it to happen now like yeah over covid was a good opportunity to do something but yeah um and i i I like your i like your next one i like your next one yeah sorry about this one but i i didn't know if you how you feel about but casey mouse graves um 
look, I know she did a big tour last year in 2022. But where's the follow-up to that Grammy success from three years ago? Um, she could easily get like 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 written into the dust here because there's a lot of like there's so much competition with female musicians and, and in the country space. Where is Casey Musgraves? Uh gotta do something put out a single or something, even, you know, just get now, like what Rihanna did. Yeah. Here's the thing. So she did put out a, an album last year. But, but to it, your point, it had no traction at all. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the point. Yeah. Is, is that she put it she out. Put an album or was that an EP even? That was like where I'm kind of going with that. What was that? I think it was an album. Um, It was about like a divorce and all this stuff. But the Star Cross um, was 2020. Star Cross. Yeah. Oh, or but it, okay. But year. yeah. Okay. It. it yeah, it was. It did come out last year. You're right. It did come out. Last but, year. but to your point of it the now or a, never. Yeah. It as a follow up, it had no traction at all. No, I mean it was that divorce album. That's the divorce album yeah. they call. Yeah. So I don't know if it was that. I mean, it's sort of like when Taylor Swift put out "Lover." It's like the forgotten album. It's like, huh? Yeah. It's like what? So. And then she put out Folklore and Evermore, and then she got back to where she is now. So maybe it's just a blip on the radar. Like, she couldn't live up, and this is just like a, a dead album, and she'll put out... Because she's only like 35 or something. Yeah, she's only she's only like 35. Um, She's available, the, by the way, just so people know. She's single again. <laughs> the, but, the al- but yeah, the album had no traction. No, it was... So, uh, yeah, in fact, I, I thought it was two years ago. So yeah, I, I forgot it was last year. It seemed like it's, so I, it seemed like it was longer, Dave. I mean, I gotta be honest. It seemed like it was longer. Well, the, the I think to your point, the the concern is is did she have that great album and, and she'll just never live up to it and sort of like fall away. Yeah, and so I've hope, seen a lot not. of female artists fall into that category, um, and not because she's off having kids or anything like that. It's just creatively, uh, creatively, uh, yeah, it does, yeah. And I've seen that happen. So here are my music ones, Coop. Oh, here we go. Go. You had two good ones, yeah. Now remember the po- I want people to remember the power of the now or never. All right, because we had Harry Styles in an hour never. Now look, we've had um, Rihanna an hour never. We've had Arcade Lord Fire. on now or never. Arcade Fire, Arcade Fire. They've all hit. Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley came back. EP Corona so, think bounced back on one too. There's, People think that now or never is is negative. It's it's a it's a change agent yeah, is what it is, yeah, Coop. Yeah. So my first one is the roots. So I put the roots because Black Thought is doing a lot of stuff. Quest Love has a podcast. Yep. Oh, Quest Love is the best. He that does a master class on DJing. That's incredible. Yep. Anyway, he's amazing. But they have not put out an album together. Since 2014. Um, years, a long time. So that's a long time. So I want a Roots record. Uh, I mean, they're doing like the Jimmy Fallon stuff, but I want a record. Like I said, Black Thought has become more of a solo artist lately. Um, but I'm hoping for a Roots record would be very good. Yep. Um, so that's one of my now and nevers, hoping for that. And my other one, Coop, is Radiohead. Good one. Good one. Uh, much to probably Hector's chagrin, or maybe he agrees. I don't know. Um, they haven't 
Tom York has done, been doing these like side projects, and they haven't put anything out since Moonshape Pool in 2016, which Moonshape Pool, I mean, it wasn't a great album, but it was an album. So they've gone like six years. He did he did the smile, which is quite good, but it's not a Radiohead record. It's like Tom and and some people. That was a while ago. Smiles at least ten years ago, wasn't it? Oh, the smile the smile is this year. Okay, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of something else. What did they do ten years ago? You're thinking of the album, uh, Brian Wilson album. Could be no, no, I'm thinking smile. About that. What was the one that they did like an internet release of? That maybe that's the one. Mm. I'm thinking. That was Moonshape Pool. Okay. And okay. that was that was in that was about six years ago. So okay. But they but smile it's just Tom York and a couple people. Right. And I'm hoping the fact that they put something out that he did a side project might mean that there might be a new record in the future. But I really needed a good and they they've gone through this before. They kind of go in these like, you know, fits and starts. So they did this before, they didn't put out anything, and it was like, eh. And then they put out Hail to the Thief and right. uh, In Rainbows, which are both huge records. So hopefully they'll they'll uh, they'll put something out. So Radiohead is my other one. That's a good I think one. I have more I have more hope with a Roots than the Radiohead personally, even though the Roots have been longer without a without a record. Yeah, and both I'll take of... a single. I'll take a single. Yeah, I was just looking at um, Radiohead is not. Except for last year, Radiohead has disappointed you a lot in the in the in the uh, Battle of the Bands. They they put out they put out yes they put they re released Amnesiac and uh, Kid A mm-hmm. last year, and they put some uh, unreleased tracks on there, which made the top because they were unreleased, so they made the top fifty. But I want some new stuff. I don't blame That's you. That's what I want. I don't blame you. So we'll see. We'll see if the power of the now or never continues. Absolutely. Like Rihanna was on it last year for you, and look what happened. Oh, Rihanna was on it, been on it forever. Yeah. And it came together. You 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 did it for me, Rihanna. I appreciate that. Yeah. She heard the now or never. She's like, I get out there. I gotta get something <laughs> out there. Um, New Year's music resolutions. So I just yeah. did some New Year's resolutions, being New Year's. Yeah. Uh, I guess. My my big one is I, I mean I have a couple here but my real big one that I'll just focus on is I want to listen to more of my blind spot genres. Uh huh. So more jazz, classical, even opera. Like I don't listen to any of that stuff, really. And they're just big blind spots for me musically. We may have to get Raphael Nodell on uh, to do opera with us. Uh, huge blind spot yeah, to me. yeah, we haven't done anything with opera or classical. I, I put a note in: we need to do a classical show at some point. Oh, yeah. But I need to, I need to do that. And then just uh, the other ones is just more. I, mean, I just and I put I need to get back on the pulse of R and B and reggae. Kind of on it, kind of not. But my those those music blind spots for me, I gotta sort that out. Yeah. No, I think uh, you know. I don't think you've been blind to it, but I, you know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you've been more in a hip hop probably in that end. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, I mean, what's your yeah? I typically don't. Too? I typically don't do them, but I did make a couple. So the first one is I'm gonna pay a lot more attention to the music, new music scene in 2023, especially when it came go. out in, in 2022. Uh, was not disappointing. Uh, it was really towards the end of the year where I started paying a lot more attention to it. So I'm definitely gonna do that, and I'm vowing to never make a TikTok video. 
<laughs> I will not do a TikTok video. I think that's pretty easy for you to uh, to do that one. I I I have been asked to do it, and I won't. Uh, I mean, I thought MTV was bad for the music business, and TikTok is worse. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, you know, so I just can't. I mean, I just see. <laughs> I won't even go with TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a it's not a I mean to quote Steve Saka you you lose hours of your life watching that stuff like and 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 basically uh it's complete uh it's completely uh brain it's it completely drains your brain is the best oh way yeah it. yeah so so I have those two things but yeah I definitely want to pay more attention to the new music scene this year well Coop before we get into something that I can help you with that resolution how's your cigar going. Great. I had to put it down because I was looking for my ace song, so I had to relight it. Uh, but this is smoking great. Uh, this is, like I said, it's really a nice interpretation of the uh, the uh, Melanio blend in this round format. It's got a, a little more spice, mm. maybe a little more body. And um, what I like about it is the Melanias tend to smoke a little loose on the draw for me. And okay. I kind of I kind of like the way this kind of fits better. Uh, it's got classic Sumatra, you know, got those woody notes mm. with some spice, but then there's enough sweetness that balances this out, which, which you know, because sometimes when it's too heavy on wood and spice, I don't like it, but this has enough balancing it out where it's going along really well. Um, Scarfish and I won't put a single store release on, but this is a good one they should consider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see it on the, yeah. yeah. Um, mine, I got, I'm down to about here. I'm mine cooped to like the final uh -huh. third, I guess. How did it go? How did it go for you? I'm curious. Oh, it was great. It was outstanding. I'm glad. I was I was so worried that oh, it's in the humidor a while, but I wanted to give you something good. Yeah. It has. I would have to say that all the notes from the original blend are there, but maybe a little more rounded off, I guess. Yeah. But that, that sort of really smooth, like sour note is so good. Yep. And it just carries throughout the cigar. It's stronger than I thought it would be. It has still has a bit of a kick to it. Yeah. But it's a it was oh tremendous. Good. I'm glad I, mean, yeah. I, I I haven't had the original in so long. I couldn't like compare it. But um, yeah, this was the 16 version I gave you. Uh the 14 was the perfecto. Mm. Uh but really like I said, art edition is one that goes, you know, I kind of would like to see that one make a comeback. It's it's a it's a nice cigar. Oh yeah, it's yep. excellent. Yep. So at least I know when Matt and Garrett smoke it, they'll they'll uh, like it. Oh, it's great. I was a little worried. Cause I, you know, I wanted to dig something out of the humidor, like that. You like, and I think we loaded you up with some Davidoff and Fuente stuff. So, oh yes, which yep. I can never get. But uh, yep. Let's have a look at new music, Coop. Yep, new music, and want to mention Scar Hustler, located in Deltona, Florida. Um, they are um an absolute place you must go to. Uh. Great retail store, great humidor, great staff, great lounge. Uh, can't say enough ab about the place right now. Um, if you uh, can't get there, go to CigarHustler.com. Get on their mailing list or email list and uh, because they get a lot of limited stuff. And they put it out there, and it goes fast. But if you're on their mailing list, you'll get it quickly, and you can respond quickly to it. Um, you can also check out the Ace Cigar Hustlers podcast. 
they have now they've really expanded the podcast. Oh, they're huge. They now. built a whole like kind of what Garofalo did. They did the same thing. They built a studio and now they're they're doing other shows there. So uh, it's Hustler Universe now, basically. They're calling it. Basically, yes. So uh, yeah, so definitely check these guys out. Good guys. Uh, of course, the Postani brand they make. You may see something on a coupe list with the Postani this year. Ooh. I'll just kind of leave it at that. That's as close to a teaser as I'll give you. But, ah, uh, teaser free. I uh, uh hey, we saw. We were at Sony's. We saw Postania in the wild. We saw it in a in a brick and mortar humidor. Oh yeah, they are. You'll find them. They've done a, you know, they've done a good job of getting uh for a small brand without a sales force. They've gotten in a lot of humidors. So yeah, yeah. So it was great seeing them seeing the cigar in the wild like that. Yep, yep. I think they have a new war bear or something. I thought I saw something they're doing another war bear. Oh, I get. But maybe I'm wrong. Oh. Maybe it was either. I may be wrong on that, so I don't want to. Uh, hey, thank yep. you. I thought I saw anyway. Yeah. I thought I saw Skip teasing that he was smoking a sample of something. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. He always he always does that. Yeah. Uh, new music. Okay. Side A. So this is all stuff that you're gonna look forward to in the uh, top fifty of next year. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> of them you look forward to. One of them probably not. But um, Lana Del Rey has a new single out. Do you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? I did not know that. <laughs> the name of that record. Right. Uh, it's just a single for now. It's sort of classic Lana Del Rey. You got the fragile vocals, very epic in nature, about isolation <laughs> and longing for human connection, which is the classic themes of hers. I wasn't a fan of the last record, but this is getting back to that um, to that stuff that I really loved, like a couple of years ago. Right, right. When she was really uh. And then she got her yeah. clock cleaned by Billie Eilish in the Grammys, which I was surprised about. <laughs> she yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, but this 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 track is getting back to that sound, so I'm very excited yeah. about that. Yep. Um, side B. So I got Metallica, Lux Eterna. So I was surprised Metallica, you had this one on here. Yeah. Well, I put it on here because they're coming out with a new record, so I figured yep. like, well, I gotta listen to it. Right. Uh, it's oh, I mean, okay. So it's more like an '80s '90s hair vibe in this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if Metallica fans will be into it. it. It I don't really know where they're headed in this. It's very. It seems very clean to me, Coop, and very yeah, sort of overproduced. It, it, yes, yes, and I've heard this song. I, I agree a thousand percent with you exactly how you're saying this. Like you doesn't look at, seem like it goes with a blackened cigar or whiskey. <laughs> no. But you I look should. at which I had that cigar the other day. It's quite good. Um, but you Isn't look it? at you look at like Ride the Lightning and in in you know Master of Puppets and stuff like that. Like it has this sort of like raw energy to it, right? And it's just gone. It it so, was yeah. I don't know. About I don't. This I, I don't. I don't. Okay, so you, I mean, this week question for the surgeon and Ben, who are big into Metallica. Yeah. I don't know where they're heading. It's going to be interesting to see what the album is like. Yeah, so I put that in there. Now, I, I will reserve judgment and see where the album goes. Yeah. Is it possible like that you're trying to explore a different boundary? Single, yeah. Maybe the album will be different. Um, But it, it seems very dated. It's a, it's a very dated sound to me. To me, it just seemed like it was a round peg square hole for them. I, it just didn't That's seem like weird. Metallica. Yeah. Not that it's a bad song. To... By the way, not that it's a bad song. It's just too clean. Yeah. You know? It's just not Metallica. Yeah. It's the best way to put it. No. Um, so for the Art of Archaeology, I picked up a, a band that's out now. It's called Soul Glow. 
and the album is uh, Diaspora Problems. Love that name. It's sort of it's sort of the new face of metal. So, um, it's pushing the boundaries. It's sort of a mix of metal and hip hop, sort of like Death Grips. If you listen to them, um, and I guess the way metal's headed with these sort of new genres and and uh, and things, it um, it makes the new Metallica single sound a little dated. So if you want to see like the other side of hip hop, so I guess the more experimental side of new of, of uh, hip hop of uh, metal, the new experimental the diaspora problems is a, is uh, something you could check out. That came out just this year. So, but yeah, yeah I, I hope the album's different, Coop, because I mean, from the Stranger Things where they did the guitar solo and everything, there's a lot of Metallica love at the moment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you'd you'd want them to. I just, yeah, it just seems like it's a song that went, they went over and over in production and try to get every note as clean as possible. Yeah, I got to look and see who was, who they were working with in, in that album too. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not totally sure when the album's coming out. It's like I said, it's just the first lead, the first single off it. So maybe the album might have a couple deep cuts on it that are a bit more, uh, a bit more what you're looking for with a metal album like you need that raw energy in a metal album like it's just too clean yeah but uh but i but you know metallica puts out a single like the first single and i don't know how long i gotta at least give it a listen yeah no i so agree you, so i would not be looking looking for uh for them to be on the list next year with the, that song anyway yeah no i agree i agree um It'll be interesting, yeah. I, I'm, like I said, with the cigar coming out and everything, I'm kind of curious on this. Yeah, I mean, even Ozzy made the list this year. Yes, Ozzy, and, and, and he gave you he gave you some classic Ozzy on the on the chorus of that track, and I, I just want I just want something. I want a spark of something. Yeah, because it gets to like who are you making this album for? Because I don't know if Metallica fans will like it. I don't know if metal fans will like it. Like, what's it? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm just wondering, is this a one-off single that they did? And they're just trying to kind of test some waters. You know, that's a good... Maybe it was good... the safe single that they thought the would sell is, a lot. The problem is when you're 30-something years into your career, now is not the time yeah, to get just... out of your comfort zone. That's the problem. <laughs> no, no, not... you, do that, you do that in your first 10 years. Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah, I yeah, don't know what's going yeah. on there. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, but there you go, Coop. Bang. Yeah. Oh, so we're at the end, right? Yeah. I think this was a first on the show. Uh-oh, what did we do? So I kept the Dolly Parton streak going, not you. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't have any Dolly. Dolly made the list, though. Okay, Dolly made the list. Okay, okay. so Firecracker did make Yes, Firecracker. Okay. Yeah, but I had. To, I, it's funny because, like, um... I had Dolly Parton on my uh my stories of the year, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh. I, I got a bust on you with that. <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of practice. I'm glad you reminded me. So technically, I still mentioned Dolly on the show. You did. We you mentioned yeah, you, you did mention fi you did mention Firecracker. I forgot about. You had that. to remind me. Yeah. Oh no! Great. See, I thought you were going to Firecracker as one of your eight songs. So because uh, Firecracker was no. in the top, it was just outside the top twenty-five, I believe. Yes, it was. It's a good like, song. Yeah. But, uh, I'm waiting oh. for the Dolly Parton rock album. I can't wait. Well, she's like all over the place doing interviews about how she wants to sing with everybody. And yeah, so I, I would love a duets like album. I mean, that'd be great. So I want to see. Her, I want to see her collaborate with uh, Judas Priest. Oh, get, yeah, real... get it. Get her and Judas Priest. Her and Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Her and like Beyonce. Like just like just get crazy. Yeah. 
No, I, uh, I, I agree. Ooh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pay special attention to that. I'm out of practice, Coops. It's been so long. <laughs> no problem. All good. All good. I guess we're at the end of the show this week. Yeah. So this was a long show, but we had a lot to cover, a lot to catch up on. Uh, thanks to our audience again. Uh, I think we're gonna be doing a show next week, so uh, tune in. We'll yeah. have uh, an announcement what that show is as we start to catch up on some jukeboxes, and there's plenty of stuff we have to kind of catch up on. So. Uh, again, happy new year to everybody and uh, listen to a lot of good music, smoke a lot of good cigars, and uh, we'll catch everybody next time. That's going to wrap up Primetime Jukebox episode 85 into the annals of history for the new year 2023. We'll see everybody next time.